wrapped in mozzarella there. I still have my notes from <laughs> last week's episode. Somehow I doubt we're having Rise of Skywalker spoilers going until an hour 16 again. No, I don't think so. Instead, going for two hours. Yep. It's the director's cut of spoilers. Those Trader Joe Rice Crackers, I haven't had them before. I just tried them. Those are, they're not bad. And they're dirt cheap compared to, like, the ones you find at the, <clears throat> you know, Asian markets. Trader Joe's does really good. Yeah. I'm impressed with everything they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of the cheeses I got in there are from Trader Joe's. Like one of the one of them on there is a is a brie with uh, truffles in it. So that's really good. I had from Trader Joe's the president. No, no, is like the imperial brie, not president brie. Oh yeah, I think it had president is a brand. Yes, that's the actual like. It's like the imperial brie because. Mm-hmm. We were trying to pick out the right cheeses for New Year's. I mean, yeah, you want to have a good. So there's some. There's a Gouda in there. There's Beecher's. There's the 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 top ones without any meat on them are like a bacon ch- cheddar spread that's got a little paprika and it's real tasty. But yeah, we got a Manchego that was a twelve month. Manchego's good. It had kind of a caramely flavor. There's a thousand day Gouda on in the, on the, one of those from Trader Joe's. That's uh, I like the good old Goudas when it comes to like crystally. Yeah. That's why I like Beecher's so much because their cheese Ooh. is like generally the the flagship has got the the nice salt crystals in it because it's but also I like a real good Parmesan, like a real old aged mm-hmm. one where. You have those crystals, you put a little honey on it, or maybe a little, like, fruit preserves. Like, we have cheese jellies. They're not cheese-flavored. Like, they're jellies designed to go with cheese and wine. And so I had, like, it's an apricot with goji berry. Rather sophisticated. I got some fig preserve in the fridge, too. I always forget to bring out, you know. My favorite preserve of figs is a Newton. Yeah, well, those are good, too. Fig Newtons are highly underrated. Is it a cake? Is it a cookie? It's a Newton. But also, they're like, hey, only have two of these. And then, that's a serving size. And then you go, and it's like, you have like eight. And you're like, man, I could eat the rest of my cup. Of course. Then you eat the whole thing of Newtons. Then afterwards, you feel kind of weird. Yeah, because all the cake expands in your stomach. Yeah, it's like just a lot of carb and fat. Dough. Lots of dough. And you're kind of thirsty, so then you drink down like some water, and the cake keeps expanding, and it's like, fuck. Dan's always thirsty. Dan's thirsty. Thirsty for that content. Are you thirsty for justice? Are you thirsty for victory? Are you thirsty for hentai? Thirstier than the Seahawks fans. <laughs> hey oh. Hey, at least they have a home game coming up. Oh. Well, I'm not going to say they suck at home this year, but... They didn't have a home game. I know. That was... It, oh. That's the joke. Oh. They, the record's better on the road. Twelfth oh. man didn't show up. You know, here's what I'd do. If I ever got the ball to the one-yard line and Seahawks are behind an ice coach, I'd be like, let's get Marshawn Lynch out there, but then let's either not give it to him or delay the game. Yeah, it was... And then, yeah, we'll we'll just lose from there on out. Let's just forget that there was... Let's just say that game had no stakes. They, they were not... Yeah. They were just playing for pride. That's all that was happening. Yeah. yeah. They weren't playing for a... 
third seed and denying the 49ers a one seed. Yeah, exactly. No, that wasn't happening. Uh, you know, our division rivals. That, that didn't happen. And a possible home game at home, uh-huh. even if their record is bad at home, <clears throat> like, still rather play at home, regardless. They're getting Clowney back. Kinda. Ish. I mean, who knows what uh, what, what uh, <coughs> level he's at. Uh, well, he hasn't ground out the the, uh, the raid yet, so he's got to level up a bit. So he had the here. level cap already, so he's now going off of light levels? or Oh, level cap's gone. Level cap's been long gone. It's all light levels now. You boot up that game with a brand new character, and you start out higher than most people did at the end of the initial campaign. Well, they, they, they changed the number. Yeah. Because it used to be, if you had over 300, that was pretty high tier. But yeah. now it starts 70. Because numbers are arbitrary. Well, I'm in 970 with my artifact, so. But 960 is the soft cap now with the latest season pass. Yeah. That's why I like a game like Dragon Quest 1. Sure. Level 16 and you're done. Or Crystallis. Level 16 and you're done. I was with 16 back then. Or D&D 2.0. Level 8 then we're changing cap. You have to change class. Yeah. You don't get to double digits in this game. Or if you were a druid, level seven, and then you got to kill another druid. No, you, come on, you got double digits before that shit started. It was always the myth. You're like, oh man, someday I'm gonna have to kill another druid. No, like in second edition, the druid actually required. I think it's at seven was the last one before. There are 173 level eight druids in the world. Anyway, so how about that Witcher show? Oh, here we go. Dan's got Dan's got thoughts on the Witcher series. Actually, have you watched it? Yep. I I have tossed a coin to the Witcher. We finished the last episode last Man, night. Man, what a fucking emotional roller coaster and not in a good way cuz for me, granted anybody who's listening, sure, if you like it, that's fine, that's great. I I'm glad. I'm glad that it's a uh, spark renewed popularity. I think one of the books is on the top bestseller New York Times list. I'm glad cuz I like that world and um, the game is enjoying it, unprecedented <laughs> success. Yeah, and granted I'm only coming from the game universe yeah. and whatever I'm not going to like be like talking about. My my qualms are not like, oh, this is different from the games because yeah. it's different from the games anyway, but like Actually, one of my qualms is like it's too much like the games from what I heard from the, <coughs> from the books. Because um, I guess Geralt's a little bit more gregarious mm. in the books, and like this one was just like kind of a cosplay of the of the games, which I liked. Mm-hmm. But also, like like the I think you're I think the biggest qualm that that somebody can come away from that season, like I enjoyed most of it overall, but I have the same feeling as you did about the the last. Episode, which is you yeah, we're going to talk about spoilers. Spoilers, yes. Witcher spoilers. So if you coming. haven't finished Witcher, like this is not for you. So you know what? Twenty minutes. That show, like it came out like weeks ago. But you know, that's just yeah, being considerate to anybody who might be listening. But just anyway, if I'm not putting a timestamp. That takes too much effort. No, I'm not that. saying don't put, to put a timestamp. I'm just saying like fast forward. Yes. Anyway, fast forward exactly three minutes. You'll anyway, probably be in the heart of the spoilers. To, Go ahead, Dan. Like the first, the fucking. <clears throat> Like, so I started that show, like, kind of hating it, and then, and then I kind of grew to like it. It won us over, right? And at least, like, the parts, the parts that I really did like, and I'm 
like, okay, cool. Like, it's a nice fantasy stuff. A lot of the little quibbles I have, like, kind of go away because, like, I'm enjoying it. And then the very last line of that stupid season is Geralt and Yennefer, uh, and Ciri mm-hmm. meeting up. Finally. Finally. Which took the whole season. That was a little bit tough. And also, like, she's just like, who's Yennefer? And then cut to black. And it's just like, <sighs> So this season didn't really matter, like all the intro and stuff like that. It's just like it's like an intro to an intro, and it's just it's it's like Half Life Lost Coast. Like it, this doesn't like actually. It very much feels like table setting for something bigger. But the fact that we know Netflix usually only gives a, a series like two or three seasons. It's part of their their price model. It's like, guys, let's just get going. Like, I like all the backstory stuff. Like, watching Geralt, like, make his way through the world is really cool. Actually, finding out about Yennefer's backstory, like, I didn't really know much about it, just based on the fact that I only really played significant amounts of Witcher 3. Um, That was cool. And then Siri was Siri. Like, the weakest part of that show is... Yeah, I honestly think, like, I mean, I don't know. People might have different opinions. I don't know how you think, Kevin, but I really thought her parts were really boring oh her parts were boring yeah and it's just kind of like very low stakes and didn't really have like anything to do with anything yeah and just very disconnected and you don't you don't get any kind of i feel like so with yennefer like you you get like an arc right like she's Mm -hmm. like there's complexity to her she's like oh you know i have this i have this thing where like i'm you know i have a have a disability and then i get into the mage stuff so that changes i have power but now she's like struggling about like power and like and like what she actually wants personally and like how much choice she has and blah 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 and i think sometimes that stuff is handled okay and sometimes it's handled really poorly because like you know her whole thing is like you didn't give me a choice but they kind of kind of very did like if you watch that scene there's several parts where the guy's just like hey you don't have to do this whole thing and if you change too much like you know your 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 sacrifice is your womb and it's just but in her whole thing was like she didn't have a choice and i felt like like no you kind of did yeah like you very much had a choice and it was very spelled out in the (laughs) in the show like I mean, I, I think I think maybe her emotional arc would be better if she was like more regretful of it rather than petulant about about like you know like the mage guild or the brotherhood or whatever like you know screwing her over because that was what her that's what her arc is in the last few episodes is like oh you guys screwed me over you didn't give me a choice but we watched those episodes and you had a choice and you made the choice to like mm-hmm. you know get rid of your womb and make yourself fer- uh, infertile so it's like eh and also we never get to see her like actually like why does she like now want to have a baby right it's just like it's i mean i i guess we could extrapolate like you know regular motherhood stuff and stuff like that but but like in the show itself like she goes we go from her like whatever i just want power and then and then it alludes that it's been like 30 years yeah and then suddenly she's crying over a baby on the on the beach and it's like kind of kind of would have liked a little bit of thing of her kind of like either pining for or realizing why she wants one like we don't really know why she wants one other than like just you know natural human emotion but like i would have rather have like a little bit of hey this is why and that also brings me to like the stuff like the stuff i like about witcher in the game again only from the game perspective so i haven't read the books so i don't know but i think like the i mean i'm pretty confident that the feeling of the books is the same in the in the games like this where everybody kind of has like a both sides kind of thing like a shade or at least reasons for why they do like real terrible things and like the whole nif nilfgaard story 
is just like, oh, we're just bad guys. Like, there's never anything, like, other than, like, just like, oh, they give food to everybody, <laughs> I guess. But, like, there's never anything like, oh, this is what Nilfgaard's doing. And I'm guessing they're going to go into, like, why and what the white yeah. flame is yeah, yeah, yeah. in the sec- in the season. But I don't know. I'm watching this season now. Like, mm-hmm. give me just a tad bit, like, even just like an emperor behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, Phantom Menace kind of thing or Attack of the Clones. Yeah. I hate to bring that up every mm-hmm. fucking week. Well, but, like, the- but just a little bit of, this like... This week in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah. But just a little bit of uh, why Nilfgaard is so, is so crazy, right? Because, like... Because they're like, oh, they're bad. And then you just look at them bad. And then... My microphone was uh, misbehaving. And then, like, like, yeah, they're bad. And then, also their armor, while it looks cool, also seems ridiculous. But whatever, that's There's, fine. It's that's fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, but enough. it's also ridiculous. Yeah. But, well, you need extra points and spiky yeah, bits. And and, yeah, and you need less mobility. Anything where you can add things that would realistically make you unable to move. I mean, to be fair, like, Geralt, like, the way he wore his armor and when he wore his armor, yeah, he like, totally off. made sense. Yeah. Like, but, like, but, like, I mean, I like I like shows that kind of trust the viewer to be smart about stuff and then to kind of, like, infer things. But sometimes you need also exposition. Like, one, why is Nilfgaard, like, fighting all of these kingdoms? Who are all of these kingdoms? Like, we never get an idea of, like, who these kingdoms are, where yeah. where where um, uh, Sintra is. Yeah, where Nilfgaard is, really. Like, where Tamaria I mean, other, is. Other than and, south, yeah. right? And then, so, who, what's Tamaria? What's, yeah. uh, what's the other one? Redania? Yeah. Yeah, like, what what's their whole deal. I mean, Skellig is mentioned, but they don't, like, talk about them really much. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like you'd be really kind of lost, but, like, there's, like, no stakes where, like, you know, the mages are like, we have to stop them from taking the north. But why? why? Yeah. Right? Other than than they're killing everybody, but, like, this is what kingdoms do, so, like, if you guys are just advisors, why are you guys suddenly going to interject yourself? Like, there's there's no, there's no... There's no other scene showing you, like, oh, by the way, the Nilfgaard is going to, like, harness all the mages and you know basically enslave them and you know use their power to expand themselves or something you know yeah something dumb like that have, but have, still i have a few more thoughts but i don't want to like sorry i don't want to uh, take over the whole conversation but i will say yeah. wizard fight that episode the wizard war that's pretty cool yeah like the effects are cool and i like what the wizards are the thing i'll say about the magic is i don't like i don't like the whole like I mean, I, I, I think I read about, I, I read into this a little bit, and also from the games. It's like, it's never been equivalent exchange. It's never been a Full Metal Alchemist thing. So I kind of feel like that's kind of weird that they were, like, pivoted to that. Because it's about, like, source points and, like, kind of, like, finding sources of magic mm-hmm. and, like, places of magic. That's why that's why you just can't use magic everywhere. Because, like, cause, like so while Yennefer, like, doing that cool, like, fire blast thing in the end, it's fucking, wow, that was cool. Um, and also some funny effects of guys like flying away but <laughs> but like whoa yeah Yennefer finally gets to do her thing but where's the exchange in that right because we we establish in the thing is that to do a thing you have to also do another thing or else you're gonna fuck yourself up but they don't really show they, like no, they, when she. So the point, I, mean, I know it's not like it's not expressly, but she pulls the fire into herself from the building, from the keep, and that's what allows her to do the the flame thing. Like I, it's 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 that's why I don't know. It's the that's the exchange. She's taking the flame from the place and then using it to attack them with it. So I guess so. Yeah, I. But I mean, I guess so. But there's like multiple parts in that. Oh, whole it, thing it's where not consistent. Like, yeah, it's, I, I get I mean, you. Like fucking uh, what is it? What is that guy? 
um, the, the 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 mage with this with the sword with the magic sword thing, and he keeps conjuring. The oh sword. yeah, that fight was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, but also like, hey, you established these rules, right? Because if you were just about like harnessing sources of power, mm-hmm. like that would make sense. He just keeps taking swords out of whatever. But well, what is he? What is he actually? So what we didn't see is he had a treasure chest back at the yeah. keep that had a bunch of swords in it, and every time he conjured one, yeah. sword is gone, and like some dudes like, all right, I'm going grab my sword so I could, hey, my sword's gone. This, is, I mean, this is why, like, when 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 fantasy stuff does good stuff on magic, mm-hmm. it's like there's, like, a real, like, hard limit because there's there's a stakes involved. But when, when they start going, like, well, we're just going to kind of start doing magic <laughs> now. It was, yeah, it was it was inconsistent. That was the thing. Like, and, you know, like. Also, like, I mean, the, 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 um, Frangella, like, um, like, like telling people to make fireballs and then putting it on the, the trebuchet or catapult or whatever. Like, it's just like, why don't you just light something on fire? Take and a big the, ball, yeah. soak it with tar. I don't see what the, what the, what, what the advantage was of the, the yeah, fireball. Was the fireball um, excuse me, ma'am. Um, can we keep those mages for later? I have like a big ball of tar we could light on yeah. fire. Like that mage later on. No. Mage, kill yourself. Also, imagine how much, like, fucking um, time they had to go into training that person so they could make a fireball, right? Like, that's not... Like, you have to find somebody who's who can tap into magic, right? Because they're not... That, that's not just everybody. And then you have to train them in order to at least do the fire thing. Like, you know, they, they train them badly so they just die. But, like, that's a lot of... That's a lot of investment on something that you already know failed once, and then you just try again, and then it fails again. That'd be like paying someone to go college, then go to grad school, go to get their doctorate, and, invade Iran. and then kill them. But, like, so, like, <clears throat> also the Frangella thing, like, you never, like, back to the milk card thing, like, we don't see why she changes so much. Right, like I just like We're, I don't yeah. need a whole like fucking episode about explaining like the ins and outs of Nilfgaard, but like tell us what the buy-in, why the buy-in is there, like yeah. why the why she's so suddenly we have eight all ep- in. We on... have eight episodes, and like you know, we could cut like fifteen percent of like uh, Cyrilla uh, going quarter of it, ah, ah, the, the or not even that... talking most of the final final episode. I think like... the real dumb thing about her character is that. The only thing that her character has going for her is that she's destined to meet Geralt, and she has a hidden power. It's like, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing other, other, there's nothing else attractive about her. Like her character-wise, she doesn't seem, she doesn't seem uh, interesting. She's not funny. She's not like courageous. She's not brave. And like, yeah, she can learn all of those things, but like, she doesn't seem like she's worth other than like the Deus Ex Machina of like she is important. Yeah, like, I, like you devote a third of your showtime in that in the eight episodes to her stuff where you could have easily just had like little five minute snippets of her maybe per episode that showed her like slowly moving towards Geralt she's constantly like leaving Daro or yeah. whatever that guy's name that, I want more on him yeah. than on her yeah he was more interesting because yeah. he was like oh you know my family got killed and I'm also loyal I'm an elf like yeah I'm an elf in this fucking crazy world all you humans are fucking racist yeah, well, of course yeah. at the same time the part they don't really go into um that they didn't really show that's in the books is so originally it's the dwarves and the gnomes then the elves showed up and were racist as fuck to them and then the humans showed up and the elves were like hey dwarves gnomes could we like be buddies now 
So yeah. they don't really go in the part, you know, the elves used to be the humans but that's, equivalent. That's, that's why that that's why the those Witcher the Witcher uh world is so intriguing because there's a lot like, of history and details. Well and also also like there's there's kind of a give and take of it, right? Because like we see the elves as 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 oppressed people right now, but they were they were <laughs> very happy to do the oppressing when they were there, right? Yeah. And like you know, also when like Game of Thrones is the best when it's like, hey, you know, just just because like this person seems heroic, like take you know, taking over a city kills a whole lot of people. I mean, I feel like you know, while I think like some of the reaction to like the last few episodes of Game of Thrones is a little over overblown, but like it also was was like really bad, kind of bad TV. Like it's it wasn't I it was just mediocre. That that's what also was like sad about it because there was so many good episodes. Anyway, we're talking about Witcher, but the Witcher, like I mean, but Geralt himself was pretty cool, yeah, and interesting, and like kind of the most interesting part of that show. Yeah. And like and like while I I mean yeah, the mage fight stuff was really cool, but we I, I don't know I I didn't get a sense of like the geography of like where they were fighting and what they were fighting. Like it was just like kind of all <clears> over <throat> the place. And I, okay, fine budget and all that kind of stuff, but. Like, also, like, man, I kind of wish he was in that last episode a little bit more. Wish he had more to do in the last episode. He, yeah. He was in it, plenty, but he just didn't do much. It was him and Siri being very quiet or mumbling a lot in it. And and the the other thing I'll say about Geralt, the one thing I, 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 I kind of, like... I kind of wish that they did a little bit more, and I was, I was, you know, I mean, bad feelings about about the whole like, hey, we're gonna tease this storyline and not actually have it. Um, that left a bad taste in my mouth and just kind of made me like, mm-hmm. like, uh, like have more feelings about other things that I find. Like, I kind of wish we show we saw the Witcher being like, you know, the calculating kind of like prepared Witcher. Like, I, I like uh, like that fight in uh, what is it, the King Foltis's like uh, thing with that, you know, his his daughter yeah. that was with his sister and yeah. kind of gross but whatever but like that thing was like that was really cool like that felt like a cool witcher fight but kind of wish I, I you know there was a little bit more of like like oh this is what I'm doing to prepare for this fight also actually oh, I was going to say the episode that also showed it really good was the dragon episode everything yeah. leading up to it where it's like he is calculating like as they're going along some, some of these parties might betray us some of these people are keeping something secret. Also, we need to prepare for a dragon. And we dragons don't do the shit that they're saying the dragons are doing. So there's all of this, like, it's pretty much a mental chess game up until the very end. And that one, the ending also was pretty satisfying. That is, like, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I like that episode a lot. It's very good, yeah. It's, it's... But, yeah, we needed more of that where it's like, let's see the Witcher in his real environment. The but like, calculations. But like, while well, I'm not fault them for like trying something different with the fucking overlapping like, Weird. crazy crisscross right? timeline stuff. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But like, what what that what that episode does is that like the coolest parts of that episode, like you know, which the Geralt and Yennefer's fallout, and then the gold dragon, and then the Zakarian warriors and stuff like that. And the dwarves like, are fucking awesome. Yeah. But like, none of that none of that matters because none of like you couldn't you you didn't need to have that exact story like. Outside of the 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 Geralt and Yennefer having a falling out, like you could have that anywhere. But like, but like Ger- Geralt and Yennefer f- having that fallout wasn't wasn't because of that fight or because of that experience. They had a falling out because, like, I mean, you know, they're in just in different places or whatever because of their personality. But there's nothing about that exact episode, which I, yeah, I think is one of my favorite episodes. That in probably. 
maybe the one where the djinn like um, uh, curses or infects like a uh, uh, dandelion like but like there's nothing in that episode that like that like translates to the greater story of like who's Jennifer and also what a fucking dumb way to end the I, I just I mean honestly that just rubbed me wrong it was really bad like, if like, you're okay with not... it that's fine but like it just it was just kind of like like that episode should have ended three seconds earlier yeah. Like, it literally could have... scene where they find Yennefer. <laughs> like, that's all you needed is, like, you needed... Like, this is... The whole season was building up to the three of them have to get together and then, like, figure out what to do with Siri, right? I mean, like, honestly, I would have loved them to have gotten together by episode six or seven, but that's out of the cards. But, I mean, even if they just, like, all three of them all came to the same spot and just looked at each other and then they're all just kind of shocked and they all have... That would have been fine, too, yeah. And then they just cut the block. But, but like, the who's Yennefer thing, just... I don't know why... It just really rose me the wrong way. It's just a dumb question. That's like, why would she ask that right now? Like, well, it's one of those things where it's like somebody they. It's it reminds me of when I was in college or in high school, and I was writing a report. And I had like a great report. Like I felt really great about this report, and then I go, I really need a concluding like paragraph, yeah. and I feel like it's really good report. And truth be told, looking back. It's like, if I didn't have a concluding paragraph, it ended well enough where the teacher might have said, you could have had a stronger ending, but it's an A paper. Instead, I wrote a concluding paragraph that was, where's Yennefer? And the teacher goes, oh, that's a B. You had an A, it was a solid 4.0, but that fucking final paragraph, it's a B. Yeah, and you you never get a sense of like... I don't know. You never get a sense of like, like I forgot what I was thinking about. Like, Bob. why Siri knows about Yennefer? Well, like she has like some kind of vision of Geralt, like yelling Yennefer. And, but... Should also say then who's who's just care? Because yeah. Geralt yells at him more. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just odd. Like I just feel like they just didn't nail the the parts that they needed to nail. Like they nailed they nailed Geralt. I feel like they nailed Yennefer and Hall of her like complexity. Like you know, I I don't know how accurate it is to the books or mm-hmm. not, but whatever. But at least the, the the idea of her character. And also, they did a good job of establishing Geralt and Yennefer's like history there. Like yeah, know, and like, also why it's complicated, right? Yeah. Because like I mean, relationships are complicated, yeah. and they they're good. They have a complicated relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just like puppy love, they love each other, they're going to be together. Instead, it's like they really yeah. like each other, but they also kind of hate each other. Yeah, in, in a way, it's kind of like that, right? Like they, they do have that puppy love, like the instant attraction, but like there's all this other gunk in front of them. Yeah, that both they have like to work through. on a personal level, as well as like a professional level, as well as a political level. Like they have so much going on. It's like kind of want a bone, but yeah. also <laughs> kind of fuck. Well, that's also kind that of also fuck. Plays kind into of fuck, the, but kind of fuck. It also plays into the fact that like Geralt made that third wish. We don't know what it was specifically. We don't know what specifically he said. We just know it has to deal with Yennefer. Oh yeah, and that, that's that's and a, that plays into her her whole logic about not having the choice about things yeah. and her her turning so hard against him once she yeah, hears that. That's fine. That's yeah. really cool. Which kind of puts even more quality. Even though it's completely non-canon according to the stories and according to the show, 
But that uh, mission, the side quest, The Last Wish yep. on Witcher 3, mm-hmm. that entirely ties into what it was, yep. at least in the CD Projekt Red yep. version. Yeah, and it's, it's just, it's, it's like, I don't know, it just seems like, it seems a little bit like Rise of Skywalker where they slowed down in parts that didn't need and like that much time and then they didn't devote any time to things that kind of really mattered, right? Because like because like just simple storytelling, if you're going to establish a bad guy, we need to know why that bad guy's bad, right? Unless we're just making like fucking Pacific Rim where we're just like being bonkers action and we're not actually dealing with like, you know, like actual human emotions and we're just doing the broadest strokes possible. We don't need to know why those aliens are invading the earth. But we need to know why Nilfgaard is Nilfgaard and why Frangela turned against the Brotherhood. Like, we just need to know because it makes it, it makes that stakes, it makes a more interesting bad guy. Because when Nilfgaard's on the screen, like, other than, like, we know that they're bad, we don't have anything, we don't know anything about them. Also, did Frangela really turn on the Brotherhood or did the Brotherhood all of a sudden become more political than they should have? Because it seemed like we will assign a a sorcerer to whoever anyone can get one as long as they pay the coin and you know they're not abusing things and then all of a sudden it's no Nilfgaard fuck them well why fuck them you you sent Frangela there yeah. originally yeah that goes with the whole like we don't know what the stakes are with why why the mages are what is the cutting about- point that made Nilfgaard yeah, bad because yeah, like you said, yeah, they seem to be a non-political entity. We'll assign a, a sorcerer or, or least, to anyone. At least they don't have a side, right? Yeah, they don't necessarily have a side. They're a business entity. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then you know, probably being some kind of order in the chaos, but like outside of like that, we don't know why they're so against Nilfgaard takeover. I mean, they're essentially Airbus. Airbus will sell anyone an airplane until you eventually get to a point where it's like, okay, we can't sell airplanes to North Korea, and there's going to be a fucking reason for that that we will make very clear. It's North Korea. We know why. But meanwhile, you know, we don't get the, well, now Airbus will no longer sell an airplane to this country. Yeah, and this this might also go back into like you know my only experience is the games, but like but like I, yeah, again, uh, what we uh, kind of talked about, just like I just don't have any feeling that or any kind of uh, idea of like why Siri is special, right? In those games, you realize why she's special, she's badass, and she has a really interesting personality and, and different outlook, you know, and she's you know has this relationship with Geralt and stuff like that. And then yeah, granted, in the in the timeline in the in the show, she don't have that relationship with Geralt right now but like but like there's just nothing she does that's interesting other than like you know screaming a couple times see the problem is they should have clarified on that because that's when they go holy shit she's a source which is what she is is she's a source which is somebody who is so attuned to the chaos of magic that like they don't really need the equivalent exchange or however poorly it's explained there's somebody who is directly tapped into the magic. Yeah. And they could have they could have explained that part real quick when she screamed and people started flying away. Somebody could have gone, Holy fuck, she's a source. Or yeah, or just the Nilfgaard guys tracking her down and finding like those dead guys and it looks like she is tapping into, you know, as, as a source. There's like, something powerful to her. 
and then like the the deep brooding bad guys it's like, like well heck they talk Captain you know they, Duda, they make like, the or friend Jella real quick goes yeah. okay I'm a sorceress source is bigger than us well they make okay. the reference to the, the white light thing a few times from with Nilfgaard yeah. and it's like if you had said something about oh well we're tracking Cirilla because she's a source and the source will help us achieve you know connection to the white light or something like that right like yeah, yeah. a single line yeah could've... again yeah it's just we need to know the motivation because we know we know Geralt's motivation toss a coin to your witcher yeah. and also that he is a man of principle yep so if he has if friend of humanity friend of humanity so if he says his <laughs> so if he says his if he says his word he's gonna go on it yep. right and if he feels that uh, you have broken the well and also also he has a sense of justice right yeah. if there's really a, a, a <clears throat> real immoral thing happening he's going to you know overcome like whatever you know things he has against like actually doing action mm-hmm. and that's what's cool about the witcher right yeah he's like, kind of a he's... true neutral good guy well it's and yeah it's, it's i think it's really super well evidenced when you know um when he's at the lake of the lake and yes comes up to him and like they have that quabble and then yes gets like really hurt he instantly drops all pretenses about, like, you know, being the Hoity Toity Witcher. He's like, I gotta save him. Like, there's oh, yeah. no, no, like, nothing is going to stop him from getting him Oh, yeah, that's his only friend needs. in the world. And that's, a, yeah, that's a very cool character-building moment. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, just, like, when he's interacting at the wedding, mm-hmm. like, or at the, you know, wedding thing. Yeah, really the engagement. Wedding, engagement, engagement thing. thing. But, like, you know, how he stands up to authority and he doesn't actually care because he he's a man of, of principle. And is willing to die for it, too. Like, yeah, that's yeah. The, like... like or- Hey, you and and also also he realizes he's 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 a he's a he's a pragmatic realist right he realizes that he actually has no power in this situation mm-hmm. like hey queen of sintra if you want to kill you're me, the queen <laughs> you get to kill me like nothing i can say will like prevent you from having that power right I just hope I could influence you to make the right decision. Like he'll go out fighting, but he like knows that eventually. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, it's... I mean, yeah. He's gonna. He's not gonna just give up. No. But he's gonna go out fighting. Hell, they showed it so many times with with Garol, how good he is in that character role. Like the point when him and Jaskier are being held by the the elves, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right, you know what? You could kill me. You're probably going to kill me, but I'm going to say a couple of things." Or like um, the dragon part where he's like, okay, you know what? I'm not killing these dragons. They're good. I'm defending them. There's a purpose to them. Yeah, and then, you know, the small little character moment where he's, like, that, like, that fucking, like, uh, lord, like, kills that, like, monster, and he's like, you didn't need to kill it, and it's just like, yeah, this is a very, very, and then, like, Yennefer, you totally get her deal, outside of my quabble about her, like, (laughs) whining about that she didn't have any choice, but whatever, like, maybe, you know, you could extrapolate in some way where she felt like she was pressured or whatever, like, uh, that's fine, but you get her idea, right? Like, yeah, with John, you know, like, the whole reason why she's she got all mad about that wish thing is because like she feels like she doesn't have control does, yeah and her whole thing is about having control because she never had control in early on in her life and now she does now she does she can control the way she looks she can control other people she can control forces of magic she can fuck anybody she well that's wants. why Garrett was so fascinating to her when they first met like is that she couldn't control him yeah like that the first thing she says is oh you're immune yeah and it's like hmm see that's what's really weird is certain things they're able to explain so well, but they can't explain, like, Siri being a source. Like, Garot, they have explained numerous times that in, you know, he keeps saying, like, when the elves have him and Jaskier hostage, and they're like, you humans are going to die. And he's like, 
There's only one human here. I'm not, I'm not a human. I'm not a human. Like, Constantly says he's not He a explains human. that so well that, no, he he is mutated to something else, yeah. but they can't explain series screaming. They just did they just didn't hit that yeah. that thing. Because like like yeah, it's all about outsiders, right? Geralt's an outsider. Yeah. Like as much as he's part of society, he's also an outsider. Like at the end of the day he's an outsider. And Yennefer's also an outsider too, right? Like she's kinda against the brotherhood a little bit. And also like yeah, I would like a little bit more I would have liked a little bit more development or at least explanation or some kind of pathos about like why she agrees to help mm-hmm. them. Because again, like Without knowing the stakes of why Nilfgaard, like, rampaging across the countryside is is bad outside of they're killing a it's bunch bad. of people. But, yeah. I mean, most people in the show don't really care that much about, like, a whole bunch of people dying. Yeah. It's about bigger bigger themes, unfortunately. Hell, the next to last episode when they had the Brotherhood having their big meeting about the war and all of that, she seemed like she was ready peace out. Then yeah. the beginning of the next episode, she's with the caravans going to peace in. Yeah, so it's like it's like you know just a little bit explanation of why she like is surrendering her choice to to have this, and that's you know whatever. or why she's actively making the choice. Yeah, to go and help it's them, like, right? okay, that's a quibble, like yeah. that's fine, but like but like with Siri, it's just like nothing from nothing, like it's just it's yeah. just and that whole fucking like in the fucking I don't know whatever stupid magic forest and stuff. Oh, all the all Sylvan those, whatever. All those people looked cool. <laughs> don't get to do anything, and ultimately, like, what did she learn from? That no, she nothing. didn't really learn. It could have been cut. Yeah. Other than like she drank oh, from, these directly are... from the tree and didn't die or go insane. Yeah, it's like oh, cool. These are <clears throat> badass like magical ladies and like they all have probably stanky ass like uh, uh, patchouli hair. Like, you know that was you know that forest. Is oh, that that forest smells of patchouli. Yeah, that forest is stanky. There's it's patchouli everywhere. Bits on that. Oh yeah. Unshaved everything, man. Yeah, I shaved everything. And then, <laughs> whatever. Oh, but like, Oh, they didn't get to do anything. Also, like, I wanted more of those two Zarkarian, Zarkarian women with the gold dragon. Yeah, they were they awesome. They looked really cool. Mm-hmm. They looked Dan like... Was, Dan call, Dan's like, I hope they don't die without doing anything. Well, when they fell <laughs> off, I was, I was like, oh, God. Was and then like, when they came back, it's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, I could get behind this. Right? They, yeah, they, they fought, fought, they fought against bit, it. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's fine. I like Jessica. Like, you've got a lot of neck, like a swan. Yeah, and you know, um, I mean, if I'm being uh, on, a, on another note about the about just how the show, I mean, if I'm being super, super, duper honest, like outside of any kind of PC pretense, like it is a little jarring to have like a lot of like like people of color like in like random parts of that show, but also cool. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's kind of a like oh well. I mean, I wonder. Why that elf is like as dark as he is? Like, how do they explain this in the show? But also, like, I don't know. Just kind of, this is a modern TV show. Let's just can we just like get let over it, yeah, some of this stuff and be. then just kind of let it be and say, okay, that's cool. Um, like, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm. I forgot how this was. She in Witcher Three, Frangela. Frangela, I can't remember. No, I think she was in the games at one point, but because I remember the name. So I don't remember how she looked. But also when she showed up, I was just, for whatever reason, I was like, that seems like Frangella. Like, so, like, I don't know. Some Something in my brain was like, yeah, that seems like how she seems like. But if she probably doesn't look like that. I don't know. Maybe she's not actually in the No, game. she is. She is in Witcher 3? Yeah. Yeah, because they, cause they have multiple mages in Oh, in yeah. Witcher a lot 3. of sorceresses show up in that. Yeah, there's a couple of quests that deal with her specifically. Does it have a picture of what she looks like? She's a white lady in the game. Very 
cleavaged. She, she yeah. looks very much like what's oh, her name from you know, Dragon C- Age, like CD Projekt Red. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, it was cool. And then that they didn't really talk about it. They're just like, this is what it, this is. This is how it is. And it's like, okay, cool. Like that's why that Gold Dragon episode is so cool. Like that felt like a fucking D and D episode. Yeah. It's just like ah, oh. like yeah. That's why that's that's that part when it was like really winning me over. I was just like, yes, this is that fucking low fantasy that I always want wanted. Right. That Game of Thrones didn't deliver because Game of Thrones is about something else. Right. Game of Thrones is about like politics and all this kind of stuff. But this is just like fucking fantasy and this is a cool story about people backstabbing each other there's like, four parties going out on a single quest yeah and then here's a little twist oh my god that guy's a gold dragon and the dwarves are a bunch of drunken bastards yeah. i love and, those dwarves yeah you basically you have to rescue her from the Nilf guardian emperor because she's imprisoned by him so. yeah yeah but like i mean yeah you know the the, the casting choices were pretty cool i mean trish i, I, I wish, like seeing trish in it i like i, seeing, I wish you know. trish trish had like more reddish hair like I would have liked a little bit more reddish hair, but she was okay. I mean, Yennefer. I mean, sorry to be a little crass on a podcast. Yennefer looked. What? Yennefer was. Yennefer was. Mwah. Like, oh my god, she is like the most beautiful woman like I have seen. Also, a very good actress for, like, for someone who haven't seen her, and like she she did a yeah, really good job. She's, I mean, and for somebody who, I mean, honestly, doesn't look like the video game Yennefer, but after a while, it's like, yeah, she seems like the video game Yennefer. Like, I don't, it's something to do with the black hair and the way she wears her outfits and the way she carries herself, but yeah, you kind of see and the purple eyes, you kind of see the Yennefer oh, yeah. in her. See, ultimately, Even she's like, I mean, what did she say? She was like, uh, Indian? Her, her, Half Indian? Her father was Indian, her mother was English, so yeah. she's, she's British. See, ultimately, overall, I enjoyed the season. There's a few spots that were uneven. The last episode in particular, it's like, you could have cut out like 90% of the Geralt stuff, because 90% of him was on the cart not talking while the one dude's like, it'll be okay. And Although you, some of the dialogue is funny. You could have cut out 90% of Siri from the last episode and put all of that into more wizard fight, because yeah. those effects were kind of cool. I love the sword dude doing his sword fighting. <coughs> In a way, also, like, about the effects... Like, they're not, like, first class of, like, other TV shows. Like, oh, other yeah. Like, the TV show we're going to talk about next, like, Mandalorian and stuff like that. They're not first class, but they kind of fit that, that like, the low fantasy kind of, like, like, like kind of, you know, almost, almost campy, but not actually campy kind of stuff. Like, yeah, this is what I like about fantasy. It's kind of cheesy. Like, that gold dragon looks kind of cheesy, but, like, cool. Like, the it, monsters look kind of cheesy. It felt like watching, you know, if you watched The Incredibles. That's a great movie, and it looks great. If you look at something like Mars Needs Moms, you're like, that's too realistic, and now it's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Or Polar Express, where it's like, I, I make Tom, Tom Hanks a little less realistic, please. This felt good. Like, I liked everything about it. In the end, like, I was good with the whole season. At the end, when you take the whole thing, it's like, you know what, for a first season of a fantasy thing, pretty strong all around. My one problem is knowing that, unlike Game of Thrones getting, like, 
seven, eight type of seasons. I forget whether it's seven or eight. Cause yeah, eight. How, many, how many seasons are we actually going to get? We're going to get... I mean, Netflix goes for two seasons on most shows. Already a few get season. three. A few get three. Stranger Things gets four, and the fourth is the last one. But that is the first, as far as I know, the first Netflix series that got four seasons is Stranger Things. So it's like if well, I... House of Cards got more than like... Yeah, that was also like their first. Yeah, but now like their their current model is you get three seasons if you're lucky. Yeah, you get two to three, and then you're done. So it's I mean, like... You know, this is also blowing up. Like it's it's kind of like been the most popular thing in the last month, right? Yeah. The one thing that might help them is the fact that the next season is more than a year away from now, because it's sometime in 2021. Which, wow. yeah, it's a long ways it's off. Also, like ending like that. So here's the one thing that can help it continue. <laughs> it's so far away that it might inspire people to subscribe to Netflix in a year and change. Because that's the whole thing that Netflix cares about. They don't care about how much people like this show. They care about how many people subscribe when the new season hits. So if it waits long enough, hopefully that could help. Because the only thing that will break the model of two to three seasons and then you're canceled is if a ton of people subscribe every single time. Which also might help with international numbers, because I think this is one of the few times where international numbers are going to matter on a Netflix show. Like, heavily matter. A couple fun facts. Apparently Henry Cavill did all his own stunt work in this. There was no actual stuntman. Mm-hmm. So he did all the fighting and stuff himself. Um, interestingly enough, the the actress who played uh, Tessela uh, did the voice of one of the characters in the video game. The English voice actress for... Uh, Henry, Anna Henrietta in the Blood and Wine DLC. So I thought that was that's int- a couple interesting little tidbits I was seeing here. Um, but yeah, apparently Cavill is a huge fan of the game. Oh, too, he, yeah. he would dress of, up at Halloween yeah. as the Witcher. So, I mean, you know, like, like Dan said initially, very apprehensive. Didn't know if Cavill could pull it off, but goddamn if he didn't do it. And now, you know, it's... Hope I hope he gets more to do in the second season. Um, I don't know where they're gonna go because this looks like it was. Do they did they say which specific stories it adapted or was it just the Last Wish? Um, there's several. Yeah, several. there's several. Okay. So like the that, thing like is that first episode I think is a short story. Mm-hmm. So the books, most of them, I want to say there's uh, like five main like main books. Mm-hmm. Those were all short story collections. So, like, The Last Wish is a 250, 300-page book, but only one little section of that is The Last Wish. So there are a whole lot of short stories, and then there's, like, one... There's, like, I think a trilogy of books that are, like, not full-on novel length, but, like, novella length. That's my fancy word for today, novella. So there's a lot of material. I'm willing to bet the dragon one probably came from a short story because yeah. that yeah, so that felt like, like one. Story, yeah. Also, I liked when it did kind of like the dragon thing, kind of like with the Mandalorian, when you had the the one-off episodes where it's like, yes, yeah. it continues, I guess, the story, but it's a self-contained, like, this oh, yeah. is just a cool little adventure. This is a side quest. Beginning, middle, end, yeah. This is Geralt going, you know, 
I'm on a quest to find Siri, but shit, this side quest looks really good. I'm going on this, What's which is how who, we all played The Witcher Three. The guy who played the the, the gold dragon was pretty good. Yeah. After. Also, also, if you're ever in a fantasy world, don't trust random people you meet on the road. He's probably a dragon. That's a very that's although very this one's easy. a nice dragon. He's a wizard. Yeah, or a dragon. I just liked when Jaskier was like hidden on the two. Uh, the uh Zakarians Zakarians and they're yeah, like Zakarian. no no he he is beautiful and it's like wait why do they think the old guy's beautiful oh he drag oh he is beautiful he's blinging speaking of beautiful how about that Mandalorian season finale did you watch this season Zerkanian 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 to the east of both northern kingdoms and the Nilfgaardian empire yeah it's referred to mm-hmm. Yeah. So you saw the Mandalorian season finale. So this is at least that one week away until like fall of this year, not sometime next year. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty good season finale. That's how you. I mean, that's yeah. like so like yeah, you know, that's a that's a series that ended without like you know like resolving any, resolving any. a lot of like the big stuff. But you you get the satisfaction that like you know like you feel like you're going somewhere, right? So so yeah, you know maybe I'm a little hypocritical about like you know bagging on The Witcher about that stuff, but at least uh, it felt like it left me on a bigger on a bigger high note. Did it in less time too? Eight eight you know between thirty and forty five minute episodes yeah. as opposed some to some of those episodes felt like it was like nineteen minutes long. Some of them it's like come on. You yeah, need the full sixty. Come that, on. That's when you. That's the. That's the sign of a great show. Is when you. When you go. Oh shit! It's over already. Yeah. Oh, you should always want more. Yeah, I mean, that's like how the, it should always be. Oh yeah, God. Just like God. Damn Although it, that man. one always feels like they're time shifted, where it's like here's the episodes they should be here. Like yeah. we keep ending them five minutes too soon and starting with the last five minutes of the previous episode. Well, that's just anime, right? Yeah, he, like, guess yeah. what? It's anime. <laughs> you, you, Dragon Ball Z. Come on, guys! Like yeah. half of the half of those episodes were just wow. The that's, other they're, half. The, they're the most agree- yeah. like that's the most extreme. Yes. Although Dragon Ball had same time, then you got the the uh preview for next one and you knew what would happen like yeah. Goku is fighting someone and then it ends and then you get the the like the trailer for the next one where he's like oh hey it's me Goku you mean I'm going to fight this guy oh no he looks dangerous and then it shows the title and it's like Goku dies he is really dead this time yeah i will say that uh fuck um uh, I forget if it's IO seven or IO nine, IO nine or Gizmodo, but mm. but on fucking I sometimes scroll through through uh, Google News. Oh yeah, the tab, the the Google News tab, just to see like stuff headlines that you might be clicking I'm, on. Occasionally, I'm bored. I got you. And then yeah, get to the entertainment section, and on the fucking morning, I felt, yeah, I felt bad about this. Here they're you. just like, hey, spoilers, spoilers. Hey, this is what you need to know about the Dark Saber in the season finale of Mandalorian. It's like, it's fucking 9 in the morning, dude. Fuck off. Like, fucking 9 in the morning. Like, fucking, not everybody, like... Like being a show that releases at like you know midnight or whatever. Like like it's it's one thing when the show releases at six. We live in the real world. We have to do yeah, other it's things. One thing when the show releases at six Pacific time and like there's a number of hours to watch it before the next day. Yeah. Also, even in that case, don't fucking put the spoiler in the title. Yes. See, io nine. Normally, they're better with titles, but when it came to Mandalorian, like yeah, their titles just, got really just, yeah, bad. They were just like fucking normally. Wild West. 
fucking blasting. Normally where they fuck up, though, is like they said, wow, who would have thought that um, that uh, Dr. Manhattan was hiding there? Was the episode, was like the title, which is fine. That's a fine one. Who would have thought Dr. Manhattan was hiding there? The picture was Cal. And it's like so many people just went to the comment section and go, I haven't seen the episode, I didn't read this thing, but fuck you. It's, it's yeah, it's just really... Yeah, just don't put it there. Like, Show a picture of Dr. Manhattan in that case. You can put it in the fucking first paragraph, that's fine. Because I know not to click on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, they're, if they're like, hey... Big spoiler you, for the Mandalorian. Or you won't guess. I mean, you know, that... Oh, oh, how about that thing last night in the Mandalorian season finale? Like, yeah. I mean, that signals to me, like, don't read this until you... Like, a lot of times they'll do, need to know about... And then, like, some places will do, like, put, like, redacted in there. And then in the title, it's like... Okay, or that's so, a very like, clear I mean, indicator. I think, like, The Ringer, like, after the first episode <clears throat> of The Mandalorian, they had, like, a title where that was, like, like, we need to talk about that thing that happens in the in the last part of Mandalorian. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. I I mean, what? I mean, it's a extremely minor spoiler. Like, I know something interesting is going to happen at the end of the episode, but, but that's not really no. that big of a deal, right? Like, you know something should be interesting meanwhile, at the end of an episode. Meanwhile, you had a bunch of other sites. Luckily, io9 wasn't this bad on this one, but a lot of sites were like so about baby yoda yeah. and it's like you motherfuckers that's like the plot twist anyway, of the first back episode to the actual show itself like dark saber the like, dark saber exists yeah that's dark saber exists in actual new canon yeah of star wars right now well yeah, i mean I'm, i guess the 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 clone the, the, the story cartoons have the been cartoons have it, been so. having the dark um, saber which is sad so. so many good like people dead. I don't mean good like good always, but like Werner Herzog is yeah. dead. Oh god, Taika Waititi is blown Actually, yeah, up. The episode, episode before. Oh, Werner Herzog is a gem. Deserves like <laughs> everything. Would you li- would you care for a libation? Let us share. Let us share a libation to celebrate the conclusion of our of shared, shared narrative. Of our shared narrative. What the fuck? <laughs> How is that a lie? Who talks like this? Werner Herzog. Yeah, I know. Yes. Uh, from the man who said, you're cowards. <laughs> you're a coward for having a CG He's the puppet. He is so beautiful. Yeah, dude, like, for a guy who doesn't know anything about Star Wars... And I, I don't fucking think actually cares. Whole hog into that. Like man. that guy is fucking living in that universe. <laughs> He's like, tell me, why did Mandalore rebel? The Beskar belongs in your hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. It's always nice to see Beskar craft return to oh, its yeah. native Beskar, land. When it's Something like that. By an artisan. Yeah, man. artisan. Yeah. It's just like, oh my god, amazing. Werner Herzog is a treasure. Yeah. Yeah, him but dying, yeah, two, two Tika Waititi dying, Nick Nolte dying. Yeah, it was... Oh, they were all so good in that show. Yeah. But, you know, Carl Weathers gets to live. Yeah. Yeah. Gets Carl, to live. Carl Weathers is, oh my god. <laughs> Having a ball. You, I wish you were in Star Wars a lot a lot sooner. Cause, like, yeah. Jesus, you are really good in this and just really fun. Mm-hmm. And you, playing, playing a leader of a bounty hunting guild and also, very, I very wish, well. I wish people used you more often, man. Oh yeah, Carl Weathers is like, good. Dude, that guy was in it. That guy, that, speaking of a guy that was living in that world, that guy was in it. Like, yeah. he felt like he was really in it. And then, uh, yeah, and then Gustavo Fring. 
I don't know what the actual actor's name is. I think uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, Giancarlo Esposito is as, so good. As, as Frank. He, he is, like, always the best oh, bad. Instantly, instantly, like, you're like, that's a bad guy. Yep. Yeah, there is there is no mistaking it. Well, it's with cool him. when you got when you when you heard him referred to as a moth. You're like, okay, I know where his importance is already in the yeah. like the former imperial hierarchy, like where he sits in that. Yeah. And then you know the the shared backstory or the the fact that the Mandalorian knows who he is. Yeah, and goes okay. I mean, he's the governor of yeah, and he's like okay, we got to get the fuck out. Yeah, of here. well, and also why. It makes like talking about explaining backstory stuff. It's like since that since his character knows about Mandalore and is like part of that region, of course he's gonna know where to find the fucking dark saber. Like yeah. of course he'd have something like that as a you know the highest ranking imperial like in that sector. Like that would be something that he would you know have as a prize. You would man think. imagine it's imagine imagine having a fucking actual live action dark saber, not buried in like a a, a cartoon show that that I. Should start watching more but like there's like, a lot of shows yeah, to know, watch so much stuff. well the finale uh <laughs> but, or, like but they, just go oh, go. so they announced the release date for the last uh episodes of the clone wars uh animated series which is next month i believe okay. so the ahsoka tano stuff they'll wrap that up um i still need to finish my because i was watching that chronologically because the show unfortunately in release order is not in chronological order so yeah i've been watching um steven universe and i like even like the end of the first season like on hulu like they put like four episodes out of order like it's ridiculous when you look at the wikipedia it's like it's like one order and then on the on hulu it's just like why is it this this in different orders and also like I was, like, the first two episodes of season three in Hulu is technically part of season two. It's like, what is going on here? Why does does this all get all jacked up? Anyway. Well, it's like I was going read on um, Marvel Comics, the uh, Clone Saga uh, for Spider-Man, not the original Ben Riley one, but they had a... A sequel to it, like a year, or I guess two and a half, three years ago, they had a sequel clone saga. I was going to download the collection. You know, there's the big book that just collected all of it until I was reading the reviews on the Kindle store. And they're like, okay, so if you want to read this, first you read pages um, 73 through 87, then pages 1 through 40, and then you read this other comic book, and then you have to buy this other comic. Then you read, and it's like, they didn't just put it in order. Putting things in order, it's good. All right, nice bit bit of trivia from episode seven of The Mandalorian. Uh, the production needed extra stormtrooper uniforms for this installment, and Dave Filoni decided to ask members of the fan costume group the 501st participate. So now all of those they can all boast that their uh, homemade uniforms are screen use props. Nice. So yeah, like that's I mean, cool. That was a lot of stormtroopers. There were a lot of stormtroopers. It was like almost more stormtroopers than we've ever seen on the screen. Got the return of the death troopers, which is really cool. Like yeah. I like I like all that stuff being part of this and yes. Hey, you know, you don't have to have space wizards in your Star Wars story to make it good. Oh yeah. But it doesn't hurt to have a little baby one that can and look adorable all the time. You don't need skywalkers. You don't need to be tied into everything. Have a have upcoming movies where we don't have somebody pop in from the previous. Maybe you might mention, oh, hey, this once happened. And we go, oh, that's from the other movies. Also, not everybody has. Yeah. Sometimes, like, Carl Weathers is not Lando Calrissian's, like, oh my brother or something. I could do that. 
they're just hey, both guess what? charismatic. I know as where fun. we can hide out in in uh, maybe Bespin City because uh, or uh, yeah, Bespin because that's where my cousin lived. Fuck no. That'd be the last line of that episode, and that's where Dan goes, you know, I had one problem with that series. Yeah. The last line. <laughs> also, uh, Carl Weathers goes, who's Jennifer? <laughs> A couple other things about the end of that, the last episode is the the uh, the leader of their the Mandalorian Conclave uh, fucking, fucking up those stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. Like a with boss. A, with a hammer. Yeah, hammer and, and something. I forget if it was tongs that she had with her. Something or... like that. I'm glad that it, it seems like she's alive. Yeah. Because I was really, like, sad that she was gonna, that she was gonna go. Especially since they're killing people left and right. Yeah. <laughs> also, I loved Mando versus the tie. The fact that he took it down, but he did not look graceful doing it yeah. he wasn't like some badass you know like oh of course he's going to take it down no like he drops the explosive the first time and well and also the fact that he like that they they have a specific name for how to use the jetpack like an actual oh yeah like, it was like the or, rising phoenix yeah, have you studied the rising phoenix it's like what what is she talking about and then she pulls out that jetpack and you're like oh shit well, it's like considering their weapons are a religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's got a name. And he got his sigil, you know? It's like you got to see his face. Yeah. But he, they that, didn't that break his... Pedro Pascal right there. They didn't break the, his code because of it, you know? Because he, he was just looking No living right. thing can see me. Mm-hmm. I am not alive. Yeah. All right, shit, take it off, back yeah. to spray. But yeah, I am very excited to see where this goes. Um... Yeah, other other uh, live action Star Wars, and they've got a cool like like they now have a very cool like thrust for the story too. Like the fact that like he's basically taking on the young the you know the baby Yoda and trying to figure out where it belongs. Like it is. Yeah, and it's know. a good. They got a good core because mm-hmm. like they have settled on like I mean now we know that it's going to be Kara, um, Carl Weathers, Weathers. Yep. and uh, and Mando and Baby Yoda, and we'll like, probably see we'll see Ming Na's character show up again. I'm sure because they. Do. I really hope so. Like if there's they, they that left I have it, a complaint. They left that like, very yeah. open-ended. They showed somebody approaching her, so something is going on there. And um, we have a big bad that is scary as fuck, because Giancarlo Esposito is scary as fuck. Yeah, yeah and then he has a darksaber. So and a fucking cape. So, so one, he knows how to use it. Yep. Like, I mean, so he has some kind of force attuned powers. Like, yeah. you know, fucking darksaber, man. Mm-hmm. What if you took a lightsaber and just made it look like a sword? Dark. <laughs> By the way, on the note of the Mandalorian, did you hear the rumors of who they're looking at to play um, Moon Knight in the Marvel show? I, I, I no. might they're saying it. Pascal is one of them they're looking at now. I did see a headline that Dracula is going to be in the series. In, <laughs> in what the, series? In the, in the he, in Moon Knight. He oh, is a Marvel character. He is a Marvel character. Now we just need. Uh, By the way, the other rumor of who Gary they. Mystifo. Mephisto? Mephisto. By the way, the other rumor of who would play Moon Knight. Jared Leto. No. They said Daniel Radcliffe was in consideration, which would kind of work. He could play crazy rich guy. Crazy adventurer. Heck, if Robert Pattinson can play a foppy French prince in that one uh, movie we saw on Netflix, then and now he's playing some sort of like crazy assassin badass in the new Christopher Nolan movie. Oh yeah, Tenet. Right, be Batman, and he's also gonna be Batman. So, 
Of course, that, anything with DC is like it's yeah, all for better or worse. That Wonder Woman eighty four trailer still looks badass, um, but that's just yeah my special affinity for the eighties showing up there. Also, I mean, she's probably the more interesting character they've done. They haven't done dirty like but the Superman the, and Batman. Uh, <laughs> Shazam, was Captain okay. Marvel, yeah, Shazam, yeah, and Shazam is okay. And I was saying the big three. I feel like they haven't done Aquaman dirty. It's just that it's just not it, good. It's, it's yeah. not fun. That movie was was you could Jason Momoa was going for it. Yeah, there's having nothing. The time of his there's life. nothing like like a fucking Batman v Superman bad no, about that. But know. it's just like, this is so blah. The, there, there were Nicole Kidman as his mom was kind of yeah. woof. Django Fett as his dad um, was funny. Always a pleasure to meet Aquaman. Yeah. Um, but like the, 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 I, I use chemistry in quotes between him and the actress, uh, who was, Oh, it's not a good movie, John. No, no, no. <laughs> See, what's really bad for DC right now is like Wonder Woman did them pretty good. Yeah. And Wonder Woman 84, it's coming out. It looks pretty, it looks like it could be good. Yeah. Shazam. It it was a fun movie. Fun, serviceable. The problem is the rest of it was really bad or boring as fuck. So it's like they're trying to reboot, but also they're holding on to parts of it where it's just going to become even more of a mess. I, I saw an article this morning. The headline was that the director of the Joker movie said that it it was the story and not the character itself that was the most important thing about that movie. I I really want to watch that movie when it comes on like HBO or something and then just be like just like be like fans I don't want to directly pay no. to see it cuz like I know enough about it. <clears throat> Is that your Star Wars romance scene Dan? No, they're using- Also, it really it was the story not the character. It shouldn't have been Joker. Like, it really just should have been, here's some incel hero. Because everything sounds like he's an incel hero. That's the name of my new uh, Game Jam game, Incel Hero. It's a rhythm game, but you have to be out of rhythm to actually succeed in it. You need no rhythm. Exactly. However, you get to wear a really cool fedora. Daniel Trino. (laughs) You find find Kylo's head. (laughs) Anyway, what about... about Oh, speaking of heads and toys... You know what Brie got me for my birthday? What'd she get you for your birthday, Kevin? What'd she get me for Christmas? Your, what'd she get you for Christmas first? Well, you remember, I brought this up. Uh, Fei Fong Wong. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For my birthday, Eliam Van Houten. Wow. So now I'm missing Wilco. She's a good woman. You should keep her around. Yeah, might I might. I've had her around for like a little bit. Mm. I mean, you don't want to go too long, like decades or you anything. You don't want them to know that you actually Oh, you, you let them know you that you actually cool. like you them? You like, a loaf of French bread and then you run away. That's you gotta, what that's you what gotta look cool. Yeah, you got to be cool about it. Yeah. Well, nice. Now you can start reenacting I'm the going story to... of Xenogears in your head. When Saitama punched the yeah. fuck there out of go. people. Yep. I need to put up like more shelves in my studio. Because I have like... I have like shelves with my to- with my uh, nano blocks, mm-hmm. but those are pretty filled up. But then I have one wall; it's a bunch of like posters and paintings of um, like Luffy. There's um, the Mother Sophia from Xenogears, so the painting that Lacan was doing 500 years before. And then also I have like the wanted poster for Nico Robin from One Piece. I should put some shelves over that, and that's where I could have, like, action figures. Yes, Toya, as we call it. And then, I was almost tempted 
to like my computer, it's in like a little window box in a corner of the room. To the right of that, I might put a wall-mounted like big screen TV because I have one sitting in a closet in that studio, not doing anything. I have random TVs and monitors. Yeah. Bree needed a monitor for work because her laptop doing work from home. It's like a little thirteen-inch monitor. Can't really work off that very well. It is painful to oh, yeah. look at. It's an old laptop, so the yeah. screen's kind of like fuzzy. So she found second monitor from one of our computers, our bedroom computer. It's just like a, a 600 by 800, like 4.3, like old LCD that I got for free. That computer, we don't use the second monitor. It would just there. So it's like, you know what? I have a 26 inch, like high def, like 1080. I'll just grab that. There you go. Because yep. I've got monitors, a lot of them. So I might put like a big screen on the studio wall. Sure. I need to clean up that room so I can play, like, VR stuff. Because my $1,000 Half-Life game is coming out soon. So what do you think, Dan? Uh, they're going to release the Ben Solo figure at some point? Do you think he's going to come as a, a Black Series or a Figure Arts? I don't know. They will. In his streetwear. Because people want that head, that head with, you know, cradling. They're in love. Look, Casual look, man of action, Ben Solo. The story of our time, Raylo. How about uh, video game? Kevin, you play anything this week? Why don't you start us off? So I kind of got like watching the CGDQ stuff. Uh-huh. Speaking of which, AGDQ starts tomorrow. At 9 a.m.? Yeah, it's around 9. So watching that, I saw them doing some speed runs where I was like, hey, I like some of these games. As well as also watching our speed run things. And at Christmas time, my brother-in-law mentioned that on the Switch, on the NES, I forget the real name for it, the NES Netflix. The Switch SNES. Online. No, the NES, not the SNES. Oh, okay. Okay. He's like on the NES, they had Crystallis. They do, yes. That one, I've been watching a lot of speedrun randomizers of that. So I started playing through that. I played through a lot of that. It's a really good game. I mean, yeah. Except the dungeons are complete crap. So the dungeons are very maze-like. And so, have you ever played Crystallis? No, I have seen Crystallis being played, but... So great music, great kind of Zelda-style action. You equip different weapons, armors, you get items, you get spells. Some of the spells are cool because, like, there's a shape-changing spell. So you could change your appearance to look like, for example, an enemy guard. Mm -hmm. So there's an evil empire, the Dragonia Empire. You could turn into one of them, walk up to a guard, and the guard might tell you something when normally they say, like, fuck you, and then they try and kill you. There's a Amazonian town. If you go there, all of the women who live there keep going like, get the fuck out of here. But if you shape change into a woman, go there. They're like, oh, hey, how's it going? They'll tell you things. They'll sell you things. So the game has like some real cool ideas like that. You get a telepathy spell where you could speak to animals after you get telepathy. You also get like spells that interact with people in ways solve puzzles. So like there's a paralysis spell at one point. There's a guard guarding the throne room to this one uh, palace. You approach and he blocks the door and says the queen isn't here right now. You're not allowed in. So you can leave the place, come back in, hit him with paralysis before he sees you, run into the throne room and see what's up. So it's a real cool game. 
it has elemental swords. And as you play through, you get a wind sword, then a fire sword, then a water sword, then a thunder sword. It's mostly cool, except for the in dungeons, you'll find monsters who, let's say you have like all four swords. You stab somebody with the fire sword. And they take damage, you stab them a few times, they die. You stab another enemy, and you just hear, ding, 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 meaning your sword doesn't work on them. Hit select, loads up the menu, you select what sword you want to try, you select what power up for that sword, because you could charge up your sword to shoot out, like, you know, the whole Zelda shooting your sword type of thing. But you have three different levels of charging up. Level 1 is just a projectile. Level 2 will uh, usually have a travel mechanic involved. So if you find a section of water and you do a level 2 with your water sword, you might freeze the water and make a bridge. There might be a wall of ice that the fire sword can melt. And then level 3 requires magic and it's going to be like huge explosions and shit. So you have to go in, select what sword you want, select what power-up item. So do you want the bracelet of water, the bracelet of wind, whatever one you're using? And then you stab that enemy. Ding, ding. Go back in your menu, select a different sword again, select the different power-up item, exit out from menu, stab up. Ding, ding. Okay, select your final sword, select the final power-up thing, stab him. Then you're back to another enemy who's immune to that sword making dungeons very unrewarding to explore because you just want to get through them. They're very maze-like. They're very big, especially the end of the game. Some of the dungeons are ginormous. You cannot save in the dungeons, but good news on the NES Switch Online thing. You can do save states. Also, you can rewind. That rewind feature is really fucking great. So you go through... Dungeons will typically have, like, one badass item. So, like, here's a power-up that will permanently, as long as it's equipped, boost the power of your attack. Or boost your shield. Boost your armor. You know, saying good. And then there's going to be a bunch of medical herbs that aren't worth it. And because of the enemies having changed swords and the rewards not being there, I got two, I think there's only three dungeons left. I just reached the point where it's like, that was fun. All of these dungeons are big now. Even with a map, they're confusing mazes. I'm done. Real good game for like the four hours I played. I was playing, so Dan got me Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. While I was downloading that, I was playing Crystallis. Oh, Santa got there. That game is a big download. It's 108 gigs, which means Uh I have time to play things. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting at my computer anyway, so it's either I... I can either put on some YouTube videos or Twitch or something, but that's going to interfere with my download speed. Or I should say, most likely, the uh, YouTube video becomes a slideshow because Steam, no matter what I tell Steam to do, it takes all the bandwidth. Like, it will throttle everything. So it's like, all right, you know what? I'll just play shit on my Switch. That's what a Switch is there for. It's a cool thing. Yes. So got through, you know, a lot of that game, had fun. Uh, CGDQ also had uh, Secret of Mana, so I pulled up on my Switch the Mana collection. It's a good collection. I just, I, like I said, I started <laughs> playing. I probably got through about five or six hours of Secret of Mana myself, um, and I think you got to the same point I did, where you play to you play that game and then you go, "Oh yeah, I like this." I just don't want to level up my weapons and my spells oh, and. Yeah. 
Yeah, like first, it's like that. It's music, a great game. You know, Dan had that fucking the town music in his head for like a week. It was stuck in. <laughs> you couldn't stop. Like just, just, it's just hard. Yeah, that totally. game is really cool. But holy shit, if you want to level up your stuff, it's a nightmare. Which is why, like, I wish. I wish Nintendo would take, or I mean, considering that's a Square game, and Square has done Final Fantasy seven and nine with their and twelve, like the, the with these the quality or the ease easy improvements they've made to it, to the say, accessibility options to make it so that replaying those games isn't the chore that it was the first time. Like, nope. Yeah, like they'll have Final Fantasy nine. I know has skip all random battles. Deal just nine 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 damage nonstop in battles. Yep. Um, max level character. Max stuff. level. Like, it's just, move quicker. Yeah, it, they made smart decisions in that. That they you, should have had on Secret of Mana. Hmm. You go into the menu and just select boost all of my spells, boost all of my weapon abilities max spells, max to weapons. whatever the max I currently can have is. Yeah. That would have been great. Because yeah. that game, it's a really good game, but holy shit, you reach that point where it's like, alright, I got a new Mana Seed, and go. I got a new spell type. That spell type is at level 0 for both characters, the sprite and the girl. Yep. All the other spells are one level below max. Meanwhile, I also got a new uh, weapon yep. orb, so that weapon is behind on everyone. Well, and also the fact that Every weapon has to be individually leveled up for each character. It's like... Yeah. Because you want to be flexible. You want to be able to go like, alright, I want this character to use this weapon, this character to use this weapon. And then, oh, at some point I want to swap them out. Because maybe, you know, the girl wants to use the spear and then the sprite wants to use the chakram. Like, or you go, cases, I always want the most powerful weapon on the main character. Because yeah. he doesn't have magic, so yeah. he's all about stabby stabby. Yeah. But all of a sudden, because I collected more glove orbs, my gloves are the most powerful, which is normally the girl's weapon. So, all right, fuck, gotta trade things around. And then it's like, okay, well now I'm gonna go to this. I'm gonna go to this one area that I know of that there's an inn at one end and an inn at the other, so I can just keep going back and forth and making runs until I run out of man mana. Or I hit a level, you know, I take some damage, like, okay, I'm gonna go rest, now we're gonna do it again! And the worst is, like, at least when I rest, most of the girl spells, I could just fill up, like, keep using till I'm out of MP in the inn, then rest again. But for the sprite, you need an enemy to target. And it's like, great, I need to find an enemy. Yeah, yeah the game, I, I played for about four hours, four really great hours... I'm hoping maybe Bree would want to play this game with me because she tried it before and kind of fell off. Because mm-hmm. multiplayer could be a lot of fun. But it is a lot of grinding in that game. And at least with people, yeah. you have a little more fun with it. But Well, it's just it's sad that you'll have to go, you have to go through <laughs> unofficial means to do the kind of stuff that we're talking about. Like, you would have to go in there and use, like, a cheat engine or a Game Genie code as part of an emulator to do what you want to make. Whereas they should embrace the fact that, like, it's cool to have this game, but also make it so that the people who have played it before... Can play it again. Can play it and enjoy the story instead of the, the tedium, the chuff that you added in to make it seem like it was a longer game than it actually was. Plus it had some really... The game also had some real cool ideas like every weapon levels up to level 8 and every spell levels up to Mm 8. 
Except it, when you have all eight mana seeds, the sprite spells actually level up to nine. And when you get them nine, or actually when you're at like halfway between eight and nine, the graphics change. Like all of a sudden the spells become whole new spells. Like that, you know, the, the gnome has the earth slide spell where it's just like a rock falls on someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, now yeah. it's a huge fucking boulder with like this goofy demented grin on it. Like it's kind of creepy. And then also every weapon goes up to level 8, except when you play through, you'll find, why is it my gloves are only 7? Like, two of the weapons, you don't get enough orbs to level up to 8. However, if you grind in the final dungeon, or uh, not the final final dungeon, but the next to last dungeon, mm-hmm. enemies might drop weapon orbs, and you'll find, holy shit, there's actually a level 9 for every weapon. And the level 9 special attack is fucking insane. But you have to grind that shit out. That's so silly. I also played, so I decided I want to do around um, the end of this year, I want to do some streaming. End of this year, end of last year, whatever. Yeah, it's 2020 now, Kevin. So end of last year, I want to do some streaming. I had an idea of every game I played during December. For every death, I was going to donate some money to Extra Life. You know, kind of have like a... Oh, God. <laughs> so I decided 10 cents per death. And so I played through VVVVVV, getting a hundred percent on that game. Did that beginning of December. That was around 240 deaths. So that was, you know, 24 bucks. bucks, Then I, for reasons I'll get to, was very pissed off on the 30th. I decided I just wanted to play some GTA 5 and fucking end that game and just shoot people, kill people. Um, hopefully our AI overlord did not record that to the cops. So kill people in a virtual world. So I was, I was pretty much at the point in that game where, um, Trevor rejoins you again. Remember there's the whole Trevor joins you the first time after thinking you're dead for a long time. And then he breaks off because he learns that your partner, Brad was actually the corpse in Michael's grave. And then he rejoins again. So it is from that point through the end of the game only died like, Eight times, <clears throat> which was kind of amazing because my first time playing through the final heist. If so, the way I always did the heist was where you get the four muscle cars because yeah. there's also the option of a helicopter escape. So loading up, I I didn't do that because I fucking suck at flying the helicopter. So I did the muscle car route. The first time I played through that game, at the end you're under like an overpass and you have to get onto a uh, truck there's a semi with its trailer open and you have to get up a ramp into the truck before it leaves from the underpass so the cops go where'd the muscle car go i could not get that at all my first time through for some reason the game kept glitching like anytime i hit the ramp to get into the trailer my car would just flip out sometimes literally flip out this time perfect Went through, like, everything good. That game ends kind of stupid. The ending is really dumb. But I do like that final mission where you, um, you know, if you choose not to kill Michael or Trevor, instead fuck everyone option, where you first go to the uh, smelter or the ironworks or whatever the the plant is, and you have a big shootout with uh, 
Merriweather or Mayweather or whatever it is, as well as the uh, FIB. You take all of them out, and it's a huge shootout, a lot of switching of people, feels really good, and then you have... Okay, there's three people who need taken out. The Chinese need taken out. The um, FIB needs taken out. And then also Stretch from from Grove City or Grove Street. He needs taken out. For some reason, I thought you said Grove City. <laughs> from oh, Grove Jesus. City. Stretch from Grove City. <laughs> That's a porn I've watched. So I like that one. I like the fact that, you know, everyone's taking out all the loose ends. It's really bombastic, feels really good. And then it has that whole ending of uh, Hester, what Devin Hester, I think it is, the, the douchey guy, the rich guy, who at the end it's Trevor kidnaps Devin Hester. You put him in the trunk of the car. You push the car off the ledge into the ocean or whatever. It explodes, and you're all like... Hey, we're all having our happy ending. Let Crime down pays. It. So then, for New Year's well, Eve... We know that's true already. New Year's Eve, I decided I wanted to play through well, games where I would... Washington, am I right? Sorry. <laughs> I decided to do a game where I would raise money by dying. Okay. Celeste? So, there's a game I played way back oh. in the long ago, mm-hmm. Electronic like Super rich. Joy. Electronic Super Joy was a really good platformer that's kind of pervy. Like, it's very pervy. There are strip clubs. It talks about butts and, and nipples and tits. And uh, it talks about there's white stuff on the walls that could help you climb and sticky. And what? every time you hit a checkpoint, if you don't turn on PG mode, it plays orgasmic sounds every time you hit a checkpoint. It's a very pervy game, but it's a really good platformer. I played it once long ago. I noticed recently Electronic Super Joy 2 came out, like back in August or October. I had no idea. It's a free-to-play game. No purchases or anything. Just the guy decided after seven years, let's put out a sequel. So I played through Electronic Super Joy. I played through Electronic Super Joy Groove City, which was a small little, like, 20-level, like, bonus game. And then I decided to play through Electronic Super Joy 2 after seven years. Here's a sequel to a good platformer. It did the same shit that Runner 3 did. So, you know, Bit Trip Runner, Bit Trip Presents Runner 2. Runner 3, when it came out, was complete crap. It's a runner game where, you know, you see things and you have to react real quick. Eventually, if you play through levels a lot, you kind of memorize things. But the first time through, it's a lot of quick reactions. Okay. Runner 3 decided to make things that were so impossible react to. Like, you couldn't see them and react in time. You literally had to memorize the level, which means you can never beat it the first time. Each level, the first time through, is okay. going to require dozens of deaths. Because every obstacle, you won't know how to react until you die to it once. And, you know, each level is going to have a 100 obstacles yeah. on yeah. it. So, Electron Super Joy 2, it went from a game where it's like Celeste's early levels, where there's a lot of, there's an obvious way to beat each room, but there are also sloppy ways to beat each room. Oh, yeah. You know, where you make small mistakes, mm-hmm. but you recover, and holy shit, I'm going to make this. Mm-hmm. Electron Super Joy 1 did a lot of that. 
Number two decided to become Kaizo-esque, which is what Runner 3 did, where all of a sudden, no, you have to be pixel perfect, frame perfect on everything. And if you're not, you're going to die. This is a one-frame trick. It's a one-frame trick he did right here in Electronic Super Joy 2. I was determined to beat that game. I reached a certain point. I just said, fuck it. I am done. I... I hate games. I I am done with video games. Done with video games. Wow. I I was so pissed off. Kevin's not going to play another video game ever no again. No more games. So I played one. Let's see. I had one other main game I played. Marvel Puzzle. So a lot of people have complained, oh. and a lot of people haven't complained about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. There are people who've complained that the game is buggy. I've seen the videos of it buggy. I've seen the videos of it not buggy. You know, it's one of those classic works on my computer. It's like some people played Mass Effect Andromeda, had a perfect time. A lot of people didn't. Some had it so broken they couldn't play it. Some just had little quirks where it's like, that's kind of funny, but it didn't break the game. Like, all of a sudden, I had a T-pose, whatever. Mm -hmm. So... Like I said, I downloaded Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a Steam game that runs off of another launcher, the Rockstar launcher, and it's a large game. Mm -hmm. And you need both launchers to be working together. I downloaded that game, took about four and a half hours. I have slow internet. And it's a huge fucking game. Big game. I mean, it's over 10% of most people's Comcast data caps for a month. It's big. Unless you pay the blood price. And it loaded up the first time. It loaded up so good. I was able to set the graphics up to really high and then do the stress test or whatever you want to call that. Right. You know, I did the yeah, yeah. the test. It looked beautiful. It played. Well, I don't know how it played because I was still playing GTA Five, and I didn't want to play two Rockstar games at once. So that game, I got it on Christmas. Yes. I had it downloaded the day after Christmas. Or maybe on Christmas. I forget. It's downloaded quick. Sure, sure. Jedi Fallen Order. I got it last week, right when we're starting the podcast. From John. Yes. And so... Kevin was talking to me as I was buying it for him. The message on it said, I'm buying this while talking with you. Mm -hmm. So I start downloading it. I download the game on Steam. Uh Uh-huh. Launched it. And goes, you need to um, install Origin. And it's like... Oh, yeah, I haven't used Origin in so long. It's no longer installed. All right. So it installs your sure. Origin. Yeah. I somehow remembered my password, my login. It's like, hey, that's kind of cool. Logs in. I see all my games, all five of them that I own. Sure. And it's like, all right, this is good. All right. It yes. doesn't seem the game's loading on Steam. It doesn't say it's running or opening or anything. It just says, click this to go. You know, it's it's not running. Yeah, yeah. Don't see anything on Origin. All right, fine. I'll click Run. And it says, like, opening, updating, or whatever. Then it says the Stop button. You know, now it has Go become Stop on Steam nowadays, which was a good improvement a month or two ago. And then it says Go. Like, it is not running. It's not opening. Nothing's going on on Origin. I try loading it from Origin, because it's now on my Origin game list, which is kind of weird. It's on both game lists. Yeah, no, this has happened to me, too. Mm -hmm. I click go. Nothing. Like, literally nothing. I decide maybe it's because I installed from Steam, or it's because Origin is on my C drive. I installed on not my C drive, because my C drive is a little M2 drive. It's not huge. It's my Windows drive. And Witcher 3, because I love Witcher 3. 
I wanted that to run good. And now I have multiple SSD drives. Mm. I uninstall it, and it's like, you know what? Let's try reinstalling, but we'll do it from Origin, because you can install from Origin as well. One of them will install it into your Steam Apps folder. One will install it into Origin folder. I install it. And the game start like, it starts crashing in weird, hard ways as downloading. And eventually I get all the way done. And then it goes checking file. Because, you know, anytime you install an origin, it wants to check the whole file. So it's checking through. And then it goes, hey, there's a problem. We're going repair. It's a 48 gig download. Origin calls it a 52 because that's what it installs to. And it says we're doing a repair. It's a thirty-six gig repair. And it's like that's a lot of gigs. This so far we have gone to the size of Red Dead Redemption Two, mm-hmm. and have had nothing work. Yeah. Okay, fine. Goes through and keeps crashing in weird ways. Finally, it's done. I load up the game. I I hit the the load button and it pulls up like you know the EA logo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of that stuff, it gets to the Lucasfilm. And, you know, the sound of music that always plays on a Star Wars thing, right when Lucasfilm appears. And then the screen goes black, and then I see, hey, unfortunately your game has crashed. Would you like to fill out a bug report? Fine, whatever, send my report. Okay, reboot the computer, try again. Keeps crashing. All right, fine. I'll right-click on it, ask it to repair again. Goes through repair. And then it keeps crashing. All right, uninstalling, reinstalling. This time I'm installing from Steam again, but I'm going to go onto the C drive. I have enough room for it. And so it goes through, and then it finally it gets to it. And instead of loading, it says it wants to update. So it goes through updating. And it says it's updating. It is a 16 gig thing that's updating. And it goes up through for a while. It's taking forever. And then it gets to 13.8 gigs out of 17. And then it's at 5 gigs out of 17. Fuck! It went backwards. It went backwards. It's time traveling. So then I keep going. And it gets right up to it's 17.02. It gets 17.0 and it crashes hard. So then I load it again. I keep going through, and I'm repairing it, and then I'm going through again, and then it's only 4 gigs. This time, it wants to update only 4 gigs. gigs. (laughs) It goes through, and after those 4 gigs, then it has a 1 gig. Mm -hmm. I didn't know there's this many updates for a game, because there aren't. So then it goes through the 1 gig, but now it has a 2 gig. Mm -hmm. So it does 2 gig, and then the game just crashes hard. I try loading it. It gets the Lucasfilm thing, and then it crashes. So then I uninstall it. I install it again. And this time, I was like, Bree, because Bree keeps hearing me rant about this game. I was like, Bree, I'm going to try one more time. I don't know why. You know Sisyphus? He's pushing the boulder up a hill, and then it fell down on him repeatedly. to verify the boulder. Do you know the definition of madness? This shit. So then... I start installing it again. It gets through. And then it's going to do that update. It's a 17 gig update. And it's going to do the update. And it goes through the update. And then I load up the game. And then it's it's been five days of me installing this game okay. over and over. Yeah. If I had Comcast data caps, this one would have eaten up oh, yeah. 40% of my data caps at least. I did over 400 gigs installing this game. And then it loads up, and it's the main menu. It's the main menu. So I just click start. 
I, I don't really want to play at this point because my head hurts. I, I'm, yeah. I'm shaking. Like I'm, 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 not, I'm not here. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in my brain. Okay. And, but I'm going to click start. I don't know how to save this game because, like, it doesn't tell you right away how to save games. And I, I don't know if it's a checkpoint or anything or what's going on, but I gotta keep playing. I'm going through this stuff and, and eventually, like, I, there's a ship fight and people shooting yeah. and, like, spooky lady. Star Wars happens. And, like, lightsaber through dude's chest yeah. and it's like he's my friend or something. Yeah, yeah. I think he's my friend. He didn't fuck with my game. He's so he's, yeah. he's gotta be my friend. Yeah. He didn't fuck with anything. Uh-huh. But now I'm running yeah. and, and maybe, like, my friend should have shut his mouth about me having, like, force powers because he kept going off about it and it's like dude just shh but he's dead now and I'm running on a train and then I end up like fighting with lightsabers yeah. and zoom, zoom. that's what that game is yeah. and then I get onto a spaceship yeah. and we fly away uh-huh. and there's like like lady with bug eyes yeah. her eyes are kind of bugging out mm-hmm. and then there's like little furry faced dude with too many arms he's got like two extra arms coming out of his side Danny DeVito the and, space pilot yeah. yeah and Danny DeVito he's like hey don't fuck with my shit and then like we fly somewhere and then I find like a little droid thing and it's like like beep 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 and it's like you're cute as fuck you little fuck then we go meditate and goes hey here's where you save game i go i'm quitting now oh my god it works it only took five days only took five days so merry christmas it's kind of a fun game i've had a few points where it's like i wish it I wish the map would do a couple things. I, I like the fact that it'll show you, hey, in red, here's something you can't do. In yellow, here's something you can do you haven't done. In green, here's something you have done. Could you maybe put just occasionally like an arrow saying this area to this? I wish it would say something like that. Because sometimes that map's a little cumbersome to try and figure out what you're looking at. Also, I got lost at one point, which is really weird for how the game is kind of smaller areas than they actually look. Like, they look really big, but a lot of them are kind of just a very linear path around an area. Somehow got lost at one point. This way to your... But... You want a little, like, a little glowing orb of some sort that kind of floats in front of you and says, hey, listen, and then it points toward your ship? No, nobody would ever... That doesn't make a good sense. Actually, you know what's lame? I have had it where I could tell there is a puzzle in a room. Like, a bonus puzzle. And I want to solve it. Like, the first time you go down into the, the tomb where you get force push, there's a big room with a bunch of air vents before you have force push... Where it's like, I could open these different vents to get a ball to move. And I'll be able to get it into this one target, this cup. It's obviously a bonus puzzle. I could come back to later, but I really want to do this. All of a sudden, BD is offering to show you a hint. Yes or no. And it's like, fuck off. I know what I'm doing. But there's been times where I've been kind of stumped or got lost. No BD offering a hint then. He's happy offer a hint when it's like, no, fuck off. I'm I'm making progress on this. But when I'm completely lost, he's like, nah, you said no before. You heard his, yeah, you heard his feelings. Heard George's feelings, Kevin. I fixed his leg. His leg was fucked. I fixed his. You, you, didn't, you didn't show appreciation. Nope. I killed the giant frog thing the first time I fought it. Congratulations. And then I found a rabbit. True gamer has logged on. I found on Zeppo or whatever, there's the, you know, those big dudes, like big tubby guys with the big arms. And then there's one that's a rabid one of those Mm -hmm. in a little room with like a little circular. Mm -hmm. That dude killed me a lot. Mm -hmm. 
a lot. He's he's not he's not fun. It's hard to dodge those guys because your roll back is kind of short versus their reach. Yeah. So you try rolling back, and it's like, no, he grabbed me and is choking the fuck out of me. So that's where I'm at right now is that rabid dude. Cool. I have force push. Force push is pretty fun. I liked when I was rescuing the Wookiees on Kishik. There was like the second time you come across one of those dudes with the big dual bladed the, the inquisitors no not an inquisitor the purge it's trooper the what purge trooper yeah purge okay. trooper so you find one the oh, yeah. the very first one you find is in a hallway where both doors close okay. and it's like you have to fight this guy mm-hmm. then you find one after a meditation point there's a gap you have yeah, to yeah. get across that just has a pipe you walk mm-hmm. across there's a purge trooper at the far end like looking out into an expanse that guy, I love showing him all about force push. Oh, yeah. You jump in that room, and there's like, oh, probably, I think, six or seven stormtroopers who all go, oh, who is that? Stop! And meanwhile, it's like, can't stop. I'm running up to the purge trooper and push! Yep, can't stop, won't stop. And then you push him in the pit, oh, yeah. and then there's a dude next to him who's like, what? And it's like, you could go with him. Yeah. Push! It's a good game. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was excellent, and it is the best Star Wars that ha- game that has been released in... Since KOTOR. KOTOR or KOTOR 2. Old Republic. Yeah. Is that it for you, Kevin? So, I played Marvel Puzzle okay, Club. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Pokemon, Pokemans, yeah, yeah. they're going. Mr. Dan. Pokemon. What's going on in... The... I played Pokemon. You didn't play Pokemon. You're lying. Did you catch them all? No, they caught You're me. playing the constant struggle with Gambit's arm. How's your Pokedex? Uh, it's filled. Um, Are you deck sitting? I got all the recipes. <laughs> Damn, that's the wrong game. <laughs> oh no! I don't what, know what to do here. Have you ever uh, seen like one of the Pokemans? It's an ice cream cone. I've been playing a lot of uh, Civilization Six. Yeah, like, you uh, quite a bit. I was listening to your banter last night with uh, Rick and Bryce. You guys had a fun little, <laughs> fun little war going on. That uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, we were not going for religious victory. It seems like every time we start up a three-person game, we're like, we should try to concentrate on this kind of victory, and then it molds into a different victory. Yeah, that's <laughs> from what so, you're telling me. That's how it goes on single player yeah, as well. So we're like, I mean, we've we've we finished a match before where is this like Bryce is like, I guess. I'm winning a cultural victory in 20 turns if nothing bad happens. And you guys are like, but we were going for this. Uh, But I'm the Pope. So this one, like, like, uh, I was... I, I got, like, too mad at all the previous games where the computer would just flood my shores with Protestants... It's always Protestants for some reason. How dare they? And it's always the Dutch. Dutch Protestants. Yeah, it's just like, I'm just like, cool, we got a, we got a religion. Oh, we don't have a religion, and we just have Protestants. As a former one, I gotta say, we are sneaky like that. Also, what's funny is uh, um, usually Bryce or Rick um, make up the religion. So Bryce uh, made the Church of Homosexuality. <laughs> They're both, they're both very out guys, so it's really funny oh, yeah. because it's just like I'm just like, hey guys, um, I'm building a holy site. I need some gay. <laughs> Give me the gay. They're like we're putting the gay in you. Hello. Oh God, we're not gay anymore. <laughs> so, so that's fun. It's fun. that's the I have fun. Um, so I was always upset that like. Because, like, I normally never focus on religious uh, uh, 
stuff. Dan is always much. scorched earth. Well, I am I am production, uh-huh. get high head in the science race, and then build late game units, and here we go. <laughs> Roll over everybody. Yeah, well, actually, like, mid-game units, and get to cavalry level and bombard cannon. I always so, like culture just so I can make other people see how awesome I was. Super yeah. bombard cannons. So this game, I was just like, one of you make the religion, because I'm not good at the whole, like, starting the religion, but I will produce the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> and then so, so, so Rick made the religion of anxiety. He uh, His cities are were, were called uh, trauma and stress. Uh, there was another one called syndrome. So I so it became also funny because it's like I need anxiety right now. Oh no! I think we just made the Germans anxious. Oh, that guy has the sin of being chill. So once once it got to me, everybody's anxiety. Yeah. Everybody's anxious. Spread <laughs> anxiety across the globe. Yeah, I just I just outproduced like everybody. I just flooded them with apostles every fucking turn. And then was, be anxious. What was funny was that I was like preparing for a fight against the Incas because they were there. And they were really mad. So in in um, in Rising Storm, they have like uh, a couple of different mechanics. They have like this weird like Congress of the World. I think it re- kind of replaces the UN, except it starts in like like the classical era, like after the ancient era. So everybody gets to vote on. Uh, it's World more about affairs. bonuses. Mm. So it's like, oh, this particular luxury resource is now double. And then so your diplomatic points affect that. I I kind of don't like it because it's kind of like, uh, doesn't make sense that like we're like in 500 AD and we're all voting as a world. It's just a game mechanic and that's fine. Um, Because you can also trade diplomatic favor points for stuff. Um, But what's fun is when they do special sessions of Congress, emergency sessions for World Congress. So, So I... I, I basically apostled the, the crap out of the Incas who made Shintoism and that's gone. There's no more Shinto because the they're all gone. anxious. <laughs> um, and it's great because Rick, you get to pick a different icon. So Rick picked this icon where it's just wavy lines. And I'm like, that's it's. I, I think it's supposed to look like water, but it also looks like just anxious lines in the anime. Anyway, so they spe- called the special session of Congress because they're just like, hey, hey this religion is getting out of hand. And it's just like, I have so many diplomatic favor points because I was the Ottomans that turn. I was like, this vote is failing. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, but I was going to conquer them because they were there and they were easy. And then, uh, but they were all my anxious brothers. But in my mind, the role play thing was I'm trying to free them because their government is saying that they shouldn't be anxious, even though they are majority of it. And we must help our brothers in the... In the, the, the struggle Lord, for anxiety. In the struggle for anxiety. But the Dutch who are my eternal enemies across all platforms, it seems like, um, is like, no, we're going to invade the Incas first. And I was like, I was like, oh, we must protect our <laughs> brothers. I will declare a, a holy war against you. And then we wipe Wilhelmina off, the off of the earth. And then we got a religious victory because we just needed to convert the Germans, <laughs> who initially were um, resisting with their own uh, uh, form of Protestantism because they got it from the Dutch, who are no longer there. But, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> So, it's like a pox. So they I caught sent, it from the so Dutch. I sent a spy to blow up their dam 
so that they would they would be punished by God up on high. <laughs> this is what happens when you're all anxious. Yeah, and I felt bad because it destroyed everything along that river and flooded everything. It was rough. Uh, yeah, also that game has uh, climate change. So there was one game where we got uh, pretty far and... Uh, did he Bryce at one point say he's like I'm producing it was that, too much coal? It was at yeah, it was at cultural victory. Like so, of the CO2 levels, about fifty five percent of it was produced by Bryce, and forty five percent of it was produced by me. Because uh-huh. we got so much coal, and it's just like oh, build coal power plants so you can get power, and you can power certain buildings. I'm like okay, I'm just gonna do that in my nine cities, and then we just look up, and I'm just like oh no, <laughs> we're at stage one. We got to stage two, we we're almost gonna get to stage three. So the sea levels rise. In certain areas, because there's an icon like, uh-huh. "Hey, this this tile is going to be affected by the second level of like sea rises." Oh goodness! So we're like destroying the planet, and then we're just like cultural victory, hooray! Everybody live in a mountain now. <laughs> Ride was... your dirt bike up the hill. So yeah, that game's actually pretty fun. Some of the bonus, some of the the newer civs are actually interesting because I was like the Maori, and they cannot like harvest strategic resources. So like I'm in like kind of late game with that in that one and uh i can't so oil coal iron no, nothing oil, that actually has to be uranium. produced out of the earth no i can't i can't actually do it but i get so many other bonuses for other things so it kind of makes it up i just can't really wage a modern war um and then the ottomans are interesting because uh they just turn over uh cities really quick that they conquer they instantly become almost loyal in like I'm a couple I'm terms build an yeah. empire no more no more uh, rebellion have an ottoman it's very comfortable uh, <laughs> put your feet up yeah, relax i i see you being anxious Put your feet up. Relax. We have an ottoman for you. Um, I also played more of uh, Disco Elysium since the last time we uh, met, and uh, that's pretty fantastic, but also hard. Keep playing because it's like t- kind of taxing on my brain. Yeah, it's it's a mentally challenging game for sure. Um, yeah, I think it got boned out of uh, giant bomb stuff, but that's fine. Stuff always gets boned I'm, out of giant bomb stuff. I am very, yeah, very. I mean, Witcher was yeah, completely yep, boned yep. out of giant bomb stuff. So ben yeah. was the only evangelist for that game yeah and, and he, I think he crumpled too easy yeah he should have he should have he is not him. he is not a holy warrior like he's Brad. Not Austin Walker well yeah that's he had the notes of Austin Walker he yeah. just didn't stick to his Austin Walker yeah, level convictions I, I don't think anything could be Austin Walker with invisible ink that yeah. one year where he's like I just like how everyone was like fine it's number 10 okay okay yeah. we okay, are not okay. poking the hornet's nest oh god he's yes. like but I brought notes <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, you know, Ben's arguments are, like, very valid about that game. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a staff. Yeah, do. exactly. Like, you have to come to a sense. For sure. There's, like, eight people. But it's there. it's the kind of game I imagine somebody, like, Vinny playing later on at some point and going, like, like The Witcher 3, where he's like, he, he's like, ah, oh, shit, I fucked up, man. Like, I should have played Maybe. this. Or somebody, somebody on that staff is going to do that. Um, not not Dan, Dan Reichert. Yeah, not Dan Reichert. Uh, Congrats to Dan Reichert. Yeah. Only thing that could possibly get him to leave a video game industry job is a wrestling industry job. And he got it, so he's producing podcasts for the WWE. The best part was during the last stream yesterday when Jeff would try to say something negative about the WWE. And Dan is just like, he's already on brand. He's like, can't say anything bad about it. He's like, not going to risk it. Of course. Um, But yes. I played, uh, I bought a game... I bought the game. The Ur game. Nope. This is the game nope. of game. Kevin, Wait, Game of Thrones? Buckle up, Kevin. I bought Ancestor, a humankind. Oh, Odyssey. fuck. 
Now that's a fucking video game, baby. That's a fucking video oh. game. Oh. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh. That is an experience like no other. You want an original experience? Like an actual original experience? So how's your monkey version of Lunai Davidsi? So I bashed two rocks together, and now I made a grinding stone. And then I took that grinding stone, and then I bashed a, and then I grinded some food, and now that food is more effective. Questions? Dan's, Dan. So, have you found mushrooms? Yes. Have you eaten a bunch of them? Yeah. All then, right. And good. then I have overcome my fear. <laughs> and then you made the religion of anxiety. Dan spent skill points so he could walk on two legs. Yeah, there was like there was because you get skill points, right? Because you have evolution points, and then one of them, like I picked, is like, oh, walk on two legs for a little bit, and then the next, the next uh, skill point is walk on two legs a little further. And then I, when I got on my two legs and I started walking around my, my monkey camp, oh man, those monkeys went crazy. Holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> look who's on two legs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, guess who's boss? Who wants to fuck? Um, it's a 2001 thing, man. You found the bone and you realized it would break stuff. Yeah, yeah, that game's really cool because it doesn't tell you anything to the point where, like, there's actually an objective marker and it tells you, like, hey, um, recruit an uh, ape or hey, find this meteorite. It's actually kind of jarring to have that because everything else, even the controls, to outside of the very basic, like, you press this to jump, press this to run. Press this to, like, interact. you know, interact. Outside of that, does not tell you anything about, like, I had to figure out the button presses in order to take a branch and strip all of the, like, the little branches off of the big branch so I have a stick. And then I figured out with a rock that I could make a sharp stick. And then I took it to, like, uh, a spot where there was where there was uh, um, food in a river. And then I, then I ate a crayfish. And then and then then I had a stomach ache because I'm not an omnivore yet. <laughs> his ape tummy could not handle the meat. And then the other apes were like, oh oh oh, and I was like, yeah. Do, do they constantly cheer you on when you do something new? Is that the? I, I feel like they follow what I do sometimes because okay. like I'll wake up. Oh, what's really cool is when you're when you're when you're sleeping, you get like these projections of dreams, and they're actually kind of cool because it's just like I think the game's suggesting to do things, right? So that's actually kind of cool, and they change. So like I would get I get up in the morning and I get my drink of water from the river and then everybody does it also and then I then I go to like my favorite like like plant tree and I eat a couple like fruit off of it and everybody does it too. So are you trendy? Is that what it is? Your He's monkey trendy. is trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Big on Instagram. <laughs> Big on Instagram. Um, yeah, and I tried to uh, get the meteorite, and then I was chased off by a snake, and a giant snake, and a boar, and then it said, like, you have to conquer your fears, and then I got a bunch of mushrooms, and I kept eating them. Well, first, I didn't know how to do it, and then I was trying to make weapons, but then it did seem like I was getting, like, <laughs> confident anyway, so I was just like, I don't know what to do. And then I was gonna, I actually looked up the wiki, and the wiki said, hey, this game's really good about, like, you just discovering things so if you really want to you can read what how to do things but you should probably experience yourself and i was like fair enough and i closed the browser and i wandered around and i found some mushrooms and i ate them and then my my my, my ape felt kind of weird and i was just like hmm and then about like 30 minutes later i was like wait what if i eat all those mushrooms drugs helps you get over certain things so i ate a bunch of fucking mushrooms and i ran in there and it was like you have conquered your fear and i was just like yes and then it was like press press 
Y to to um, to show triples. Well, yeah, press Y to show the jungle that you have conquered your fear, and then I press Y, and my eight went fucking crazy, and it felt <laughs> it felt amazing. It felt amazing. I found an emerald gem, yeah. and then and then it instantly said this this gem might have religious uh, significance. <laughs> so now we have like. I, I don't know if we have a religion yet, but I brought it back to camp and I put it next to all the other rocks. Yeah, you've got a bunch of treasures back at your, your camp. Yeah, I you? got treasures. Then I had, I had sex with a female uh, uh, pre-human ape, but I was also female. Okay, so we bumped ugly. Yeah. It doesn't show. No, but you got to groom them first. You got to like pick out the little things, the and, and then they're like, "Oh yeah." On price, how you pick out like the little ices? You can eat those. Ancestors, what a game. the Humankind Odyssey. Also, since it's made by the Assassin's Creed, one of the Assassin's Creed guys, Yukimon. when you uh, when you climb up trees, it feels like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> and sometimes, like you like jump into nothing, just like Assassin's Creed. You're like, oh, I thought there was a jump here. Nope. Um, yeah, Is that it? Aside I from think Destiny two. Uh, since the last time we played. Yeah. I don't think I played other. Cool. Well, since the last time we talked, I finished Disco Elysium. That's a spectacular game that I hope more people play and finish. Did you end as a communist? Uh, I don't want to talk about the ending because I want everybody to experience the ending of that game. Were you still a superstar? Yes. All right. I had I had to. I need it. to know what oh, level yeah. of yes. psychosis. I always thought I was a superstar, and it turns out I really was. Um, your partner in that game is spectacular. I the, like one of the best like sidekicks in a game I think ever. Just because you you really feel like you earn the respect of that partner throughout your actions throughout the game, which is really satisfying. Like getting that sort of positive feedback is always appreciated and it feels like it's earned as opposed to just based on like story beats requiring it like it feels like my actions actually did result in that i mean it, you know it's all smoke and mirrors in the end but it did really feel that way um this morning i decided to i finally used um my epic store ten dollar coupon which if you haven't done so kevin through bought ancestors of mankind's odyssey no. No, I so how is Ancestors? Nope. We heard Dan's take. Nope. nope. I purchased the latest from uh, one uh, Keta Takahashi. I have played... Watam! Um, that, that's, <coughs> that's just a joy, you know? Like, I had a big grin on my face the whole time I was playing it. Um, it It is a experience. Yeah, it's an experience. It's like a fun toy. Like, it's not... Like, there's enough there, objective-wise, to keep you going. But it's not like there's any, it, there's such low stakes in it. Um, but hearing everybody, you know, all the voices in it, like giggling and laughing, everybody moving around that space with such joy in their, their, in their, uh, their lives, even, even Poop is happy in this game. So everyone is, happy. everyone's just good. Yeah. It takes a little getting used to because of the way they do the camera controls in this as opposed to most other games nowadays. Yeah, the camera control is very weird because it feels like going back in time. Yes, because you use the triggers to twist it and then the bumpers to zoom in and out. Whereas a lot of times I found myself like reflexively going for the right stick, but the right stick actually changes your character. So that there's you know it's that, that learning curve that you just gotta get into the right mind space play. But it looks beautiful 
beautiful. The music's great. Like I said, I love all the voice, like everybody laughing and seeming like they're enjoying themselves. And yeah, it's cool. I, you know, got to the point where you unlock, I unlocked Summer and started progressing through that, that island of stuff. Yeah, I um, got to Fall and then haven't picked it up for a while, but... I'm looking forward to finishing it up. It's, it, I just want to see where it goes because it's a lot of fun. And there's spoilers. There's more than one mayor character. Oh, when you found Round Mayor. Yeah, I found the Round Mayor. And I was like, oh, he's got a hat too. And him and the other, the Square Mayor, can both take their hats off. And, and boom! Make it go kaboom. <laughs> I love the way that people just ask you to kaboom constantly. And they all laugh and they giggle and like they fly around. And it's just like, it's just happy. Everybody's yeah. happy. Nobody's got any problems. No, no problems. Or not long term. Yeah, no, they're easily Phone receiver problems. might be yeah. taken away by the sun. But then the balloon shows up and he's like, hey, buddy, can you want to help me out? And the balloon goes, I'm scared. I'm scared of heights. But you go, I'm here with you. Go together. And then balloon's good, and you're scared of heights. Yeah, and then you start going, and the balloon's like, all right, we're going to make it. And you're like, I'm scared of heights. And he's like, and let's go to the sun. Yeah, it's great. And then sun like goes, okay, I don't need the receiver. I'm off phone. Play with Tam. It's great. Yeah. It, it is It is an experience. If you are a fan of Kata Takahashi, you owe it to yourself to support his work. And go buy with Tam, either on the PS4 or the Epic Store. I was I didn't I was planning to pay full price for it, but I got it basically for ten bucks. So with that Epic Store coupon, it's great. Also, if you're a fan of his stuff, get Katamari Reroll. Yeah, on and, the Switch or PC. Or and is it PS4 and Xbox One now too? I forget. Hopefully, one day they'll put more of the Katamari games because we love Katamari would be good for sure. Yeah. The first game was a really solid first game. The second one though is very very good. just grew it so much bigger. I still think the first one has the better soundtrack. Yeah, not saying the second one's not good, but yes, Katamari Damacy. Da, 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 da. All right. Uh, I saw a movie. Oh yeah. That I was reminded of because of like some of the things Dan was saying and weirdness and. Okay. I watched Midsummer. I saw that that just oh, is, got added to streaming services recently. Oh, it's gosh. on. That's a movie. Amazon, I think now. Uh, wasn't on it, but I ended up buying on Amazon. Okay, because I just I was reading an article <coughs> right before we started. Unless it just because yeah, we watched it like a couple days ago, mm-hmm. but they had it on Amazon. Like either rent it for like four ninety nine or buy it for seven ninety nine. So I was like, I'll buy it. That. Yeah, the idea of drugs and things. That's a movie. That's a movie. That has mushrooms. Yeah, it does. And things? Uh, yeah, that movie... Hmm. Depending on how you look at it, it has a real happy ending. In a way. For one person, at least. Yeah, it was almost unbearable. (laughs) (laughs) We all learned the proper way to gut a bear so you don't puncture intestines or something. Yeah. That movie was weird as fuck. That was if Keita Takahashi made horror movies. That was it. Yeah, I think so. And now you all keep dancing while drugged. And the last one to fall down is the queen. Did you like it? I think I liked it. I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure if... I mean, I feel like I did, but I feel like I also kind of did... Like you were high the whole time? Cause... Yeah, I'm not sure. 
It's weird. The actress in that is go- is uh, in the Black Widow movie coming out in May. So also one of the one of the um, so it's all about a woman who travels over to a festival in Sweden in a small rural commune. Along with her really shitty boyfriend. That's not really a spoiler because they establish in the first, like, minute he's kind of a shitbag. And his three roommates. They're college students. One of the roommates is Eustace from the recent um, uh, Chronicles of Narnia movies. He was in oh, the no. he was in the Black Mirror uh, uh, the game version the one that had the multi- the choose your own adventure thing that they did on Netflix. He has less of a punchable face than when he was Eustace. He was actually like he was actually a cool character in that Black Mirror thing. Like I actually was like, oh, he seems cool. Like that's pretty nifty. Dan, he was the one who peed. Remember, somebody peed on a tree. He shouldn't have peed on that. Yeah. If he didn't pee on that... Dude, he could have gone to an outhouse. They were all good. They were doomed. Yeah, they were doomed. Like, those guys... Those kids were doomed. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't, like... They they were brought there for that purpose. But it definitely sped up some stuff. There is a scene in that movie that is kind of one of the most disturbing scenes I've kind of almost ever seen. Because, like, the the cliff... Oh, God! Yeah, it's kind of almost, like, that was the moment the, too much. That's when that movie turned the switch from creepy to, oh, fuck, we're... Yeah, yeah amazingly we're... Amazingly almost too much. But done kind of tastefully, like, in the... Not in the, like, kind of a, a torture porn kind of way. The explanation that the I elder it, gave was... I, well, I think the way that they did it, right? Because it's graphic. Like, you see somebody, like, fucking die, like, horribly. But Two it's people not, like, die horribly. But it's not like a lingering camera, or like you know, like a uh, what's the what's the horror guy, the torture porn horror guy? Oh, Roth. 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 Not in that like kind of lurid kind of thing. Yeah, it's not but hostile. It, it's like almost in a neutral way that they film it, so it actually feels more disturbing because it actually looks fucking real. Like yeah. that guy actually felt like he died. Like well, when you watch an Eli Roth movie, it's like it's like well. Like, this is obviously fake, right? Uh, there's just, not that much blood in a well, human it's, body. And it's also just like, I mean, it's played up for the horror. Yeah. This one is more horrifying because it just looks like it just kind of happened. And you're it's like, matter of oh fact. Oh my god, what are you guys even doing here? <laughs> anyway, don't go to fucking Sweden and, like, if somebody says... I live in a commune. Don't be friends with them anymore. That's the that's the main takeaway of that movie. Hey, this is my friend. He's in a he, he's he actually grew up in a commune. Okay, we're not friends anymore. No matter how much they look like Swedish James McAvoy. Yeah, I don't care. We're not friends anymore. We're not going to be friends. I'm sorry. Oh man, when you might be okay, but that movie has that told me. No also, more. the reaction whenever, like, the whole crowd got into anything. Yeah. Like, when the cliff scene, the second one to... Mm-hmm. And the whole, he's like, ah! And everyone's like, ah, 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 yeah. ah. And it's like, oh, God, this is... Well, I mean, you know, some of that is, like, it kind of makes sense. It's like the whole, like, shared grief thing. Which, I mean... So or I you thought... have the competing part of the... The 
sexy time and the Yeah, so I saw that in the movie theater, and, like, I mean, while it is kind of funny and, like, ridiculous, also, like, the sex scene and, like, and, like, even, like, her crying and, like, everybody crying with her, like, because I was watching it with, like, a bunch of other people, like, strangers, people were, like, uncomfortably laughing, so, like, like, it kind of took away from the moment because it's actually, like, one, like, 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 the the, the whole, like, they're all crying at each other and, like, because, like, one of the characters has a grief, really grief moment and she's, like, she's, like, really, like, fucking breaking down and crying and then all these other women are like basically crying at her also and it looks ridiculous like on on paper but like if you think about it it's like that whole like we're all sharing grief together so you don't have to actually be sad that kind of like hive mind that's kind of of cool also like totally not how we do it in modern society when i have grief i go into a corner and then just like keep all my emotions to myself and then never let it out until when, when it's actually in a very bad time to let it out although if i'm at a strange commune also and i hear uh 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 being chanted yeah. and i go what's going on and they say that's not for you i'd be like this okay. is a creepy place. You're right. It's not for it's me. It's not for me. I'm just not going to go over there. But anyway. Like, that movie. That was the only thing that like I kind of like wish I didn't see it in the theater. Because like, like I mean, I think I would have been like more like intellectual about it. Rather than like everybody snickering because they're like having this fucking ridiculous sex scene. And everybody's just like, <laughs> isn't that funny? I mean, it is. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but also, like, I mean, this is not what that movie's supposed to be. But oh, anyway. Oh, so anyway, some of the said the fact that they did not flat out tell the audience, mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of things were kept kind of mundane. Like you see early on right after the bear. Remember, I love that they see the bear in the cage and they're like, hey, about that. Yeah. Um, is anyone going to talk about that? Oh, it's a bear. And they walk past and then they show that tapestry with the different images Oh, yeah, yeah. And then later on, when the guy eats his pie, and he's like, there's a hair in it. No, they didn't say anything about the fact that his cup was a touch more pinkish than everyone else's. If you, like, when, it's, yeah. When that came up, I was like, oh, Brie, his cup is pinker. And she's like, wait, what? Uh, The tapestry, remember what she did to the, the cup. What's funny about that uh, show is, I mean, that, that movie is, is that, like, I don't know, see, the my, my, my thing about, like, I'm not sure if I completely like it is because, like, I like a lot of the stuff that they try to do in that movie. Like, there's even, like, a, there's even a commentary on fucking, like, PhD intellectuals, like, like, you know, how do you overstep your bounds in, like, kind of a competitive, like, academic thing. Competing and, like, thesis. And, like, yeah, and professional jealousy in, like, in the middle of this kind of horror movie. Um... Like, there's a lot of stuff like that that I like, but I'm not sure, like, I like it as a whole, but, like, it was definitely an experience. That's a movie I will remember for a while. (laughs) Yeah, that's one you do not forget. That was a movie. That was a movie. Also, I have to say, the five main characters, they're all bad people. Yeah. They're horrible people. I I think I still like Hereditary more, um, because probably because I'm a basic ass asshole. Like that's more of a horror movie, straightforward so, horror movie. You know, in in some ways, meanwhile, more, more than I mean, Midsummer, Midsummer is kind is of a, like a thing. Like it's like it's trying to do a lot of stuff, and like it's I, I mean, it's more uncomfortable. Like Hereditary yeah. is like I am actually kind of fucking scared of like the dark corners of this room right now because there might be a crazy witch lady in the 
mid in over there. But like Midsummer is like it's not scary in that way. It's more like I'm very unsettled and uncomfortable. And yeah, kind of holds that tone for like an hour, <laughs> and you're like, ooh. But anyway. it's type of thing. Unlike like most horror movies, if you're with people, you're generally safe. Being in a large crowd is safety. Midsommar, it's like... Oh, yeah. You you want to be alone away from people because, holy fuck, and you want to be in the dark. I mean, what's cool about the movie is that it's a horror movie that's completely in daylight. Like, it's, like, it's technically a horror movie, and it's completely in daylight. There, there, there's yeah, some that's night why scenes. it's so impressive in that. Yeah, there's some... Yeah, that's, that's a director that, like, I will probably see any movie he makes. Oh, yeah. Because I... I Because I, he is definitely... Even in Hereditary, he's taking risks. And, he has like, shown he he's worth it. He's trying to do, it. like crazy stuff kind of like jordan peele like i'm just like i don't you know maybe even even if i didn't like us as much as i thought i would yeah. like i'm just gonna watch whatever I'm you still put, put out to see what he's gonna try i yeah i will watch his Candyman movie oh yeah because he's with the Candyman reboot us was a interesting event. like i wasn't sh- i don't know if i <sighs> there are parts of that that are pretty terrifying yeah there's parts of that are really good and actually like surprisingly funny and just really cool but i just don't think that the last part just nails it but yeah. it stumbles a little at the end yeah i uh, i feel like it i feel like it does plus have you seen that one not yet oh, okay. you should you should that's watch that's on hbo yep now, right yeah, yeah you should watch plus it that. also that's has funny. it has mbaka yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he's, 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 oh, he's he's great. fucking great. Actually, all of the all of them, all yeah. of the actors. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. I mean, and even the non-black ones are good. <laughs> well, yeah, you got what's your name from? <laughs> you got, uh, what's your name from Mad Men? Uh, is one of the the supporting yeah. characters, and then God, is her husband? Some, I'm trying to remember. If the, yeah, they're all somebody. somebody like, they're all people of. that I recognize. But she, like, I mean, the girl, the what? I can't remember her name now. The actress's name. Uh, for Mad Men, the the daughter? No, the Wait, who are you talking? The about? wife. So they're friends. The, oh, the, yeah. the the white friend that they I have. I forgot. I just liked reading the interviews from the guy who played Mbaka talking about how he got in that movie because he showed up for the audition and he's told like you're like six foot four. Elizabeth Moss, thank you. Oh yeah. He's told like you're six foot four and you're like all muscle. We're looking for like a regular all American just yeah like dad. It's like I had to prove it he does. really hard. Yeah. He, he does. It's yeah, yeah. he's corny. Because he, I mean, well, Mbaka was corny too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we're vegetarian. But yeah, that's. Uh, I will probably never watch Midsummer because I'm not a big horror guy. And but who knows? Things could change at some point. Give it a shot. It's not like the horror horror. It's yeah. It's just it's more. It's weird. Yeah. It's Keita Takahashi's horror movie. It definitely. Goes to you know in in some horror movies like you're just like you guys should just leave right like what the fuck are you? it definitely goes to it it tries to stretch that as much as possible it's like it's like it's like almost logic defying defying but I think it I think it's okay in that department because a lot of times you're just like you guys should just go <laughs> but then again they're in a commune in the middle of where wherever yeah. so it's like they only have one car between them yeah. and. One guy is from that community, so he doesn't want to leave. Two guys are writing thesis statements, so, like, they want to stay. 
So it just yeah. Eustace and the girlfriend. You can just move. Yeah. Just get the fuck get out. Get out the house. Get out the house. Uh, anything else? No news this week, really. AGDQ tomorrow. Yeah, make sure you check that out. Um, Dan Riker left Giant Bomb for WWE. Him. Godspeed. I was very sad because I woke up early Friday morning and then I started, I looked at, because the podcast had been out for like a half hour, an hour, um, and then I saw like tweets and I'm like, oh no, what? It's like, it's, oh, and they're like, nope, not a joke. And then, the, the you know, as the, the story evolved over the course of the morning, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. This time of year, I'm slow on podcasts because I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. However, like, I pulled up my computer on Friday morning. I was looking through Twitter, and, like, there was... Um, I think it was Dan was retweeting when uh, Vinny said, you know, I've never really wrote writ this type of thing about someone before and was the article, Dan! That was a good article. I'm glad, like, Vinny, yeah, that was very very nice of Vinny to do that for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still watching the, the final Mario Party party. Yeah, Jeff during that, pretty spectacular. I only got to them just starting it, but I love the part that became where it's broken. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But I just, like, I, on <laughs> the chat, so he's like, I can't believe Jeff's playing another Mario Party. He's like, no, he doesn't have to play this one at least. No. He just gets to sit there and make snide comments and basically just be on chat with friends for several hours. He doesn't have to endure the nightmare that is another Mario Party. Um, yeah, you know, I've always said it, the the live Mario Party that we got to watch at that PAX that year great. Was, was such a great, like, seeing them in real time, like, break down <laughs> that, that mm-hmm. game kept going. And then the, the, the wild swings of emotion that are happening when the, you know... Dan Riker <coughs> leaning into his heel persona and Drew, you know, coming out as the hero of that that tale. It was really great. Um, yeah, no, it's, you know, I, I'm interested to see what happens next. Although some people, like, I liked Jeff's, did you see the thing that yeah. Bob Wash posted about? He's like, don't fucking do this. But Jeff's reference to calling it fantasy booking the territory. <laughs> Comparing people's like, oh, this person should go to Giant Bomb to, like, wrestling. Yeah, honestly, like, I mean, even if I was to do it, like, I don't I don't even know who would. I mean, it was always uh, Danny O'Dwyer, but that's that's zero <coughs> percent chance. Sailed. Yeah, yeah that, is, he is. that was always like the the is, is Danny O'Dwyer going to join Giant Bomb? Yeah, and of course, no idea who would join it now. For the most part, like looking back, it's like I would have never called any of these people. Like yeah. I didn't know anything really about Game Informer, and especially I wouldn't have known anything about Jason A. Striker when yep. he and yeah. Dan Riker. And then didn't know who Abby Russell was. Uh, Didn't know Austin Walker at all. (laughs) Ben Pack, I guess... He was an intern there. Well, it's funny because you watch, uh, I'll see an occasional video on Infinite where he shows up and I'm just like, oh, wow. Yeah, he was there like right at the start, mm-hmm. like doing weird stuff with them. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Or Jan Ochoa, I mean... Yeah, no idea who that guy was. The like, guy who was working on Mythbusters as a credit you wouldn't see on the show, just a name in the credits. Well, mm-hmm. it's also awesome to see like what he's done to that site since he's joined, like the, the production stuff that he's been able to do for them like upping their production game on like, their live streams and stuff yeah like his like the the quality of those streams has gone up immensely since like because you know i know jason was very big on moving them over from the at least the west coast that tricaster over to whatever they're using now yeah that crazy Phoenix, computer called, thing yeah, and then Vinny's still on the east coast tried and true he's like sticking to that tricaster um, but then, you know, Jan comes in and he's like, oh yeah, I got all these crazy graphics now that I can do. 
he does a bunch of wacky stuff during the live streams. Like, <clears> he's doing, like, live production crazy stuff while they're, like, streaming with fun. Yeah, Creates those bumpers for Ben's weird segments, like with his blockbuster thing that he did, and he helped Dave, uh, business Dave, with his top ten stuff. Mm-hmm. See, if anything, I wouldn't be surprised. See, if if I was to try and guess a direction, at least somebody from Game Informer, since a lot of them got screwed over a yeah. few months ago. But they'll find somebody it, talented. Yeah, who it's fits like, in with them, and <coughs> they'll yeah. they find somebody who probably matches. Be, probably somebody young. Mm-hmm. Probably. Because that's what they've been doing with their last couple, so... I'm going to guess that it'll also be New York. Yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they'll they probably replenish there. They won't add another person to West Coast. They've got enough, I think. Yeah, they've New York, part. you know, they've got pretty much three people who are actual. Yeah, and then they just bring in Mike Mahardy whenever they need a pinch hitter. And Jeff Bacalar for... And Bacalar, very rarely, <laughs> though. Like, I don't think... I think he's less likely to show up on their stuff than Mike Mahardy is, so... I wouldn't be too surprised, maybe a Game Informer person, because, you know, Minnesota is close-ish to New York. But a good deal of them started up their own Patreon and site, so, I don't know. We'll see. It's so weird watching people who actually leave that site. Yeah. And like I said, there's no other way he would have left that. I think he would have stayed there until that thing imploded. Um, but, yeah, getting an offer to go basically hang out with his, like, wrestling heroes. Hey, want to hang out with wrestlers and podcast? And like, get paid for it. And get paid a lot of money for it, probably. And, yeah. But he is going to be living in Stamford, Connecticut. So I like him. Ugh. I like him hedging his bets like during that stream. He's like, "Oh yeah, Stanford's been a nice place. I've heard it's great. A lot of people like it." And it's just like somebody I saw comments is like, um, "I'm sorry, you're going to Stanford, Dan. That place is a living hell. I've lived there for like 20 years." It's like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, so yeah, why don't we, uh, Kevin? What are you going to play this week? We'll, we'll wrap it up. We're done with everything we need to talk about. I, I pushed that boulder up the hill uh-huh. so I could keep playing. Now you can actually... I, the boulder's I, on the mountaintop I, now, Kevin. I, it's just going to stay there now. Oh, no. It occasionally falls down. Nah, it's it, it fell down. Uh-huh. So remember I said I find that rabid whatever big guy and, uh-huh. in the room with uh-huh. the little roundabout? Uh-huh. First time, I had him down almost dead. Like, I was really just in the zone. I was doing really good. I kind of used the geometry to kind of fuck uh-huh. him over. Uh-huh. And... Uh, He's almost dead. And then it said, we're sorry your game has crashed. Would you like to send an error report? Then I reboot my computer, because once it does that, I just assume, reboot computer, don't try and reload the game, because you don't need it to have bad mojo. Just put it to bed, I wake up. And then when I loaded it again, that guy fucking killed me repeatedly. He's like, do you like arms? I will rip yours off. You need an old priest and a young priest to come in and exercise your PC, Kevin. I don't get how they can make it work so uncomfortably Steam with Origin. Because even when it is working correctly, if you watch the Steam client and the Origin client, watching the different messages they tell you, there is contradictions going on. Like, there is disagreements going on. One will say we're running the game while the other says nothing is running. Until the screen goes full screen on that game. Mm-hmm. And then if you were to look, it'd be like, no, we're both running. Until one will stop randomly and then start again. Fucking Origin. EA just needs to get their shit together. Also, I, I tried checking. Was well, it just Origin wasn't working? So I tried downloading Fee, which is one of the few EA games I have on Origin. It didn't load real good. It didn't have, like, weird counting. I'm not crazy. 
I also might play Red Dead Redemption too. You should. Because I'm trying to determine, should I wait until I finish Fallen Order? Cause it's a shorter game. Fallen Order is shorter. Yeah, you could get through that in you know, a week and then spend the next two months playing the Red Dead Redemption 2. Then I have Secret of Mana, which I'll probably not play. <laughs> until you get the desire again, and then you'll start over. From the very beginning. And just yeah. be like... Because I played through... Mm-hmm. I want to say it's about two years ago. I played through up until the Mushroom Village, mm-hmm. and then just stopped. And this time, I played through up until around the Water Temple. I think I got to the point right after the village with the weird like maze puzzle that you have to do. Yeah, that one sucked. Um, past the witches, or past the where you say what's his name the first time, and the guy tells you, I'm going to destroy the world. Why am I telling you this? Because I can. Yeah, the first time you take cannon travel to a new area. That's right. yeah, that's and then you have... Walk from summer to fall, and then summer again, or some shit like that. And meanwhile, there's those birds casting Confuse, which reverses your controls, which, fuck any game that does that. Reverse controls suck. If you ever played through Beyond Good and Evil, that game was really cool. The final boss, they... It's a fight, and that game avoided fighting the whole game. It's all about don't fight. All of a sudden, you have like an eight-phase boss that's all fighting, and halfway through, they reverse your controls. If you die at any point, and it's pretty much one-hit kill. Start all over again. Start at the very beginning. Awesome. Dan, mm-hmm. you can play any games this week that are new or hot or exciting? Oh, I have to get through. Anxiety. Most, yeah, most, uh, most importantly, uh, Disco Elysium and... Uh, Keeping up on some destiny. Yeah, yeah. The dawning event's got ends on the fourteenth. You gotta bake all your gifts, Dan. Do you need to get that upgraded to Alpha, the 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 sparrow before it ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan, your light level. Think about your light level. My light level's fine. I'm just yeah. doing bullshit. Yeah, we're just doing random tasks. <laughs> yeah, random tasks. Because the lady came in, and she's like, "Hey, how about you bake some treats for all your friends around the galaxy?" And I'm like, "How about yeah? Well, you gotta go grind all these activities so you can get the materials you can use to actually yeah, you get bake materials the from the bad guys you kill, uh-huh. and then you bake cookies out of them. You bake cookies, and then you give them to the other people in the game." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an ingredient called Vex Milk. Mm-hmm. Vex is a faction of robots. Vex are robots. I don't want to. Know Wait, what you milk? No. So they got a little. They got all of the Vex have a little white, like filled thing in their bodies, and when you destroy it, it. Pulls I like out. that you tried to do that explanation as if you were going to be like, "Oh, this is not gross." <laughs> oh yeah, you so, know it's perfectly weird. normal. Yeah, it's not Vex milk. I mean, you're not like, milking them. Yeah, it's just like the liquids that are in their tummy. Yeah, and then you're making cookies out of them. Yeah. <laughs> You're making Yarla Duels or uh, Infinite Forest Cake. Or... So, yeah, that's. And my season pass is up to, I think I'm at 65 now. Oh. I know. You bake those gifts, man. They Your XP, it skyrockets. And I finished the, 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 the quest and the sleeping nodes and the escalation one. That's, that took so long. And you, get a, you get a linear fusion rifle out of it, Dan. You know, your favorite types of weapons. <laughs> That so the one that did the uh, or no I did the That's a scout right? yeah no I did the other one sorry the oh the kilos yeah the I finished that one so oh, which one is that you get this it's like this it's a big like goofy looking linear fusion rifle that oh. apparently shoots through guys and it bounces off of reflective surfaces it's like the sleeper stimulant or something like that I think it's called but 
Okay. Game's still fun. The the quest for Saint Fourteen was pretty cool. I liked the the resolution. I don't think there's another part to it, but that resolution was pretty nifty. I think there's gonna be yeah. Just to try to other boss. Gotta do the sundial. Gotta run the sundial again and actually complete it. And then we finally figured out how to how to do the menagerie. How to work on the chalice this last week, right? Oh, yeah, there was a game mode in there that <laughs> no idea was actually in there. It's been in there for months. Yeah. And I have a quest for it, and I just it's 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 the same language as doing a raid. So I was just like, I guess I'm never doing this. And no, it's just another playlist item that you get matchmaked into. And it was just like, wow, all of this stuff unlocked. Yep, we we went through it. And what we're the like, fuck. Oh, talk about onboarding. <laughs> and then yeah, like so that opens up a whole new set of tasks that you can run through on a daily basis. Because there's a there's a hall that you open up that allows you to like you know you could spend. Resources on it, but the loop for that is that you can reduce the cost of the stuff you buy for it by doing bounties, and each of the bounties gives you like a one percent discount, and you can get up to eighty percent off of the price of stuff by doing these bounties. So forty days in, you can you know because you can get like four of those a day, so it's more what is it eighty days it would take to get all the way up there? No, forty days. Anyway, yeah, but yes. 20 days. There we go. That sounds like a lot of work. But the shooting's really good in it. And it's a lot of fun to play when you're having, when you're in, you know, doing a strike and you've never done seen something before. Or if you get into a PvP match and you're 40 points down and then you come back and you swing it and you're just like, yeah, fuck those guys. We kicked their ass. It's fun busy. Yeah. It's the game you can sit on your Discord chat with friends on and kind of half pay attention to sometimes if you need to. All right, that's going to do it, guys. We're done. I am going to finish Watham and figure out another game to play. Oh, I did play another game, but I didn't mention it. SteamWorld Quest on the Switch is pretty good. It's a deck-building RPG that's fun. Each character has their own deck. You can swap out cards uh, any t- at any time that you find, On but each character has a maximum of eight cards. Uh, I have three characters in my party, so 24 cards. And there's a cool like action point system to it because you can play three cards per turn. It's really fun. If you like SteamWorld, the SteamWorld games, I highly recommend trying it out. It's very good. And on that note... On our SteamWorld dig. I would love another SteamWorld dig, but who knows when that's going to happen. Dan, take us out, Kevin. Toss a coin to your witcher. Oh, Valley, oh, valley of Plenty. plenty. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Who's Yennefer? Toss a coin to your witcher, friend of humanity. That was Yaskir cover of Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. If you have Beat Saber, by... if you have Beat Saber, pick up Toss a Coin to Your Witcher or Beat Saber. That way you could just really live. Yep. Have we ever truly lived until we played Toss a Coin to Your Witcher in Beat Saber? Oh, Valley of Plenty. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Now you're just going to shatter the Witcher song. Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Friend of Con! Wait, he's not a friend of Con? We're done. I'll toss a coin to your witcher. Oh, fatly, oh, plenty. Oh, fatly, oh, plenty. Toss a coin to your witcher. Friend of humanity. Bling. Oh, toss a coin to your witcher. Oh, that one wasn't working right. Oh. Oh, oh, no. Oh, toss a coin to... Yeah, that's not doing it right. My crazy microphone is not doing the crazy. That's how crazy that kind of is. Oh, Dan's will do it crazy. <laughs>
You did like, cr- like double cream. That was beautiful. 